Don't oh go God. live yet. I'm eating my candy cane. <laughs> <laughs> and welcome. And welcome. There you go. Yeah, we're live. Jimmy. I, I, I keep I keep hearing uh, all these other things. All right. Well, this is the this is the preamble just to make sure that we're actually streaming and people can hear us. I do like that. Uh, I can see the chat here on on the side. Uh, and I think um, starting us off before we really start the show proper, I want to highlight this question from Colin Gray for people to join in, which was, how did everyone stumble across the BDNS? Honestly, I just randomly found it one day on iTunes. I think that's a, uh, I think that's a great little icebreaker for everyone in the chat. Thank you all so very much for coming. Uh, but we can't really start without an intro. Uh, in my experience, so hopefully, uh, hopefully this works. You've arrived. How lovely. Oh, you didn't know? Your ass better call somebody! I will give you a show like you have never, ever seen before. interval and i pray to god my internet holds out it probably won't and when it fails boys continue on without me talk amongst yourselves you know talk in the chat everyone welcome nerdosphere i am your host jedi master james kincaid with me tonight the intrepid imperial commissar jeff bud top billing one last time one last time as if there was any doubt <laughs> that it would be professor from the school for gifted youngsters chris davis we're on winter break but i expected top billing that was a stalwart baby <laughs> you know i'm Give I'm, me my dude. <laughs> I'm so happy davis that you use that word because it will come into play god willing if i'm still on this show later on tonight uh so keep that in mind and the money behind the operation Executive producer Adam Zika. Seems like the money maybe ran out, but uh, I also did not get the memo. I did not get the memo on the uh, on the shirts uh, or the sweatshirts. Why didn't you tell me? I would have. Uh, I don't know. Made one online. Uh, well, you know, you, you could have bought the uh, you could have bought the new stuff. Oh, here we go. Uh, somebody else to to add to the party just to to make my internet work a little less well. Uh, let's let's see if we can we can load him in here. Yeah. <laughs> He's been having some problems. Has he? Mm. Oh, okay. Well. But how's the internet? Head boy, Timothy Childs, can you hear us? Well. I wouldn't have it any other way. <laughs> Tim, can you hear us? I don't think he can. We'll, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll see how he's doing. Uh, Tim, as you can just see in the chat, uh, Ilsa Gobby. Uh, Segs is coming, uh, or supposedly is, is going to be coming later. Love the mug, Jeff. Uh, John Craig is coming in a little bit. Mark Trex is coming. 
uh, pretty much, uh, you know, it's the gang will all be here. Welcome. I'm glad the Nerdosphere is here. Uh, thanks for <laughs> thanks for thanks for coming out um, and, and being a part of the live stream. Uh, Colin Gray asked Tim, "Are you returning James's iPod?" I I don't think Tim ever ever got it. To to be honest with you, I don't think he got it back. It did get run over uh, when I was visiting Jeff in Southern California one time, and still worked fine after that. So that was a that was a tough little beast. I I, I must say. Uh, let me let me try Tim one more time here. Did you try Lee yet? That's old school school. respect. (laughs) Respect. Uh, Well, while we're loading everybody in here, yes, I only use uh, Zunes. I don't, I kind of stay away from the uh, non-name brand MP3 playing devices pretty much. Um, Yeah. Just welcome guys. As as we're getting started here, uh, you know, I, I think Colin asked a great question in the chat about how everyone in the Nerdosphere found, uh, found us. So, you know, if you guys want to chime in on, on that question as we go along. Uh, you and John told me about how you wanted to do I, this show, and I was like, yeah, I'd love to be a part of it. Thanks. <laughs> yeah, well, well, we'll start there then internally. Uh, when I'm we did wine, too. It's last night. Oh, good. Well, excellent. Well, you like wine. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like wine. Uh, Jeff, I mean, thinking back on those early days, uh, what mm-hmm. did what I mean, what was your expectations for, for the best damn nerd show when we when we, you know, sort of were putting it all together? Because some honestly, I mean, it's been since February 5th, 2009 was the first episode. The oh, the talking about it, uh, you know, began in earnest, you know, a month or two before then, you know, when we were signing yep. up for classes and stuff. Uh, when, to the best of your recollection, what was your sort of expectation level when this idea was coming about? Um, I thought you guys were going to do it for a semester, however long you had the class for. I thought it was going to be you and John. Uh, I didn't even know Seglia yet. Barely knew Davis. Uh, and then I was going to pop in like every once in a while if you guys wanted to talk like uh, Warhammer or something like that. <laughs> yeah. And, and then I did the first episode, and then, yeah, you guys, uh, you didn't kick me out, and I kept going until <laughs> I moved. Did you? Yeah, you went, well, you went off to fight in the Great Spice War, is and actually the canon. That's canon. <laughs> yeah. Yes, it is. I was thinking about that. And I'm going to try uh, and do justice to the, just the, what, near 13-year history of, of the best owner show. Uh, I think BDNS canon is we all got killed in that zombie apocalypse anyway, or like other than you and John. Uh, yes, exactly. I, th- I believe, yeah. I believe that is, <laughs> that is, that is the canon. You're the only ones who made it to the bunker. Uh, Davis, how about you? Because I didn't really know you all that well, just like Jeff, uh, until, until the nerd show. And it, well, I mean, just what was your thinking on it? Did it, did you consider yourself a nerd before the show and just how has it changed it? Uh, yeah, I, I consider myself a nerd, just not to that extent. Uh, just, you know, it was gaming and, uh, old comic book days, and uh, I was definitely I watched every movie I could. Um, so from like a pop culture standpoint, that was everything I was. But I didn't really celebrate it like you guys were. And you know, I had these two roommates, John and Tim, that were celebrating it nightly on Wow, and <laughs> I. You know, they invited me to a show, and I was like, yeah, they're going to want me on for one. This is going to be a fun, you know, two hours. And, uh, yeah, that'll be it. <laughs> and, <laughs> and weeks went on. You know, we had a great time in the studio. I, I mostly love just, you know, hanging out, 
in the studio, not only during the show, but before and after just talking with people yes. from other shows and, um, you know, all the preamble we had just kind of leading up to everything and just joking around. It was just a good time. It was a good community of people. Yeah. And uh, that, that really drew me in, I think, is just the, the type of people that were involved and uh, meeting all you guys and getting to know you guys uh, closely was a lot of fun. I know we all became such besties. The joy, absolute. Yeah. I, I miss the uh, the night before rights uh, write ups that you, John, and I would do in the apartment. Yeah, those are so much fun. I, I I love those early days, and when when John comes on, I'd love to to circle back to that if with the opportunity. And those, mm-hmm. uh, you know, those early days of uh, sort of sneak. Uh, sneaking out, tiptoeing past a sleeping ogre <laughs> as we were heading into <laughs> to SF State, as as uh, Lee had, had had like six between you know six and eight beers the night before. <laughs> Almost allegedly, yeah, allegedly. allegedly. <laughs> uh, Adam, how about you? You you are you know been my friend since since middle school. And by the way, I love your virtual background, which is uh, the <laughs> Jurassic Park uh, visit yeah, world for, for the BDNS. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, that... it's a little cold. It's been a little cold <laughs> here, so I'm on vacation right now. <laughs> virtual. Yeah. Yeah. Spared no expense, did Adam yeah. Zika. But so, what, I mean, Adam, were you l- listening to us before we brought you on? And just when, I... yeah, I, well, I remember, I remember it's 2019, and you had started the show, and I don't think, like, I don't think I met. Or say 2019. 2009, yeah, whatever. Yeah, whatever. That's how long it's been. <laughs> it's been a long time. <laughs> uh, wait, you said 13 years, right? Yeah. That where I got it from. All right. Um, and I don't think I'd met like Jeff and and Chris and folks at that time. Um, but you I remember that you once were... that was it. Okay. I'd met you once and yeah. I remember you were doing the show. I was listening to the show and it was a live call-in show at that time. So <laughs> I remember thinking like, when do I call in? When's the right time to call into the show? Cause I, I'd like to be a part of it. I didn't, I didn't necessarily want to be like a host or anything, but I wanted to, to, you know, make an appearance. And of course, what better time than when talking about Soul Calibur and uh, discussing <laughs> best Soul Calibur characters? I forgot about that. And and so I called in and and said that you know obviously Voldo is the best Soul Calibur <laughs> character, which I think to this day actually holds up pretty well. I that's canon. I had completely forgotten that that was that was your that was introduction. I had no. completely forgotten. Uh, let's let's bring on CSO of Star Labs, Mark Truex, oh. to the best damn What's Rancho. up? Welcome to the final interval. Yeah, wow. Welcome to the final interval. Whoa. Indeed, indeed. Yeah. We should have worn our Ultra Monthly shirts, Mark. <laughs> I thought about it, but I had onward to go and out upward. With, uh, hey. upward. Star Labs. Gotta well, go. Gotta go. Classic. Davis and I wearing dress yellows. We're doing our thing. Well, you know, Mark. Uh, Killing myself after the show. I want to be buried in this. We're we're talking about how you know the the listeners first became aware of us. You know, in our early impressions of being a part of the best damn nerd show. Uh, you know, you're a beer baron. You know, it, like, but you got brought on <laughs> into this. You know, after you know our initial SF State run. What, you know, what was that like for you? What was your expectation level and and just sort of all that? Oh, this is easy. Uh, Never listened to the original show. Not once. <laughs> uh, came on for Bang Boom Kapow, Comic Talk Now. It was delightful. <laughs> was that your You first? and I just used to geek all the time. Yeah. yeah I God. never listened to the nerd show. Um, came on for the comic book talk. And uh, that just morphed into, you know, here we are today. Like, I think it's been nine or ten years since I've been doing it with you gals. So it's it's crazy how, yeah. how much time has gone by. And again, just the the friendships, 
uh, you know, that have been yeah. built from it. Let's let's go to the chat here, though, real quick. And so apologies if you didn't it didn't make it. But here we go. Justin Schneier, a.k.a. the gay Florida nerd who has been with us from the beginning. I always thought John was the cutest, but I lusted for Seglia. I used to hate Jeff in the very beginning, but these days he's the one I agree with 98% of the time. It took years to trust Mark. <laughs> and I don't see the rest of the comment. Oh, I just... And Davis is hilarious. Oh, oh and, and there it is. And Davis is hilarious. Love you, James. Hey, thank you. And thank you for being here, uh, Gay Florida Nerd. <laughs> really appreciate it. Even though you're going to be getting in trouble at work, I, I've heard that you can't hear us at all. Uh, you're DJing on a cruise or something like that. <laughs> the Cruise Corporation. Uh, but <laughs> at, at, at any rate, uh, I guess I can unmute Davis now that he's done in the kitchen. Uh, <laughs> hey, buddy. I don't think your mute function was working. I, I pressed the mute button. <laughs> well, <laughs> so, <laughs> I tried. I appreciate you you trying. Uh, so here here's something, you, Adam. You you brought up how it was a call in show, and you know I again trying to go back through the archives and got well over four hundred episodes from our original run. If you take into account <laughs> best damn nerd show proper, the movie nights. Uh, the interviews, uh, bang all, boom kapow, uh, yeah, bang boom kapow, uh, all movie night, nerds of the old republic. Uh, so, but yes, we did start at SF State as a call-in show, and uh, here is our very first phone call. Surprised to see me? Oh, <laughs> never mind. <I> know I <laughs> That's it was Remy LeBeau. <laughs> yeah, I know. Oh. I am. There we go. I think we have a caller. I just wanted to ask you guys what you're going to talk about for the next 16 weeks, considering you just. <laughs> covered all the content you had oh, oh, oh we, we, we got plenty stuff. more we got some we got some contests we're going to be doing every week we might be uh holding some tutorials for certain uh games <laughs> that people want to learn on air next week we're having a, a 60 minute dungeons and dragons session yeah, on air we, we, we're gonna be talking about you we have be a lot DM? of reoccurring segments next week we, we, we have we haven't talked about a lot of stuff and we got some reoccurring segments because uh you know we do nerdy things throughout our, our lives every day we're just talking about what we did yesterday really yeah yeah well you guys just out nerded the crap out of me i was listening i was like i don't I don't remember half that stuff that you're talking about. <laughs> uh, so that was uh, that was Chris Mack, who actually got in touch with me today uh, and was sad to hear that we were ending the show. And it just kind of ironic that he was our first caller, sort of wondering how we would keep it going for a semester, let alone the near 13 years uh, that we have now. Um, and as I was <laughs> going through... Uh, all these different uh, archives and stuff like that. I actually stumbled upon a lot of random segments to the point where it was sort of paralyzing trying to isolate them for this show. But here's here's one where we start talking about how we got our gamer tags, uh, and it leads into a caller that I thought was pretty funny. Honestly, um, it was like one of my spelling words in like freshman year of high school. You just like the way it sounded? It was actually Jostle, so I failed that test. Oh, wow. Well. Jostle is what it That's how I came up with my gamer tag. Awesome. <laughs> Toph, you're awful... Oh, I mean, Chris, you're awful quiet over there. Why don't you uh, tell us about your your gamer tag? You didn't address me, so I didn't talk. That's why I'm quiet. No, I don't. I just... Slow down. You look like yeah. you had something to say. <laughs> no. So, gamer tag. Mine is... The Topher Tap. Explain yourself. What the hell is that? I would rather not, but I will. Don't explain it. <laughs> you drunk uh, and... Well, yeah, actually I was. So... <laughs> no, I wasn't kidding. Yeah, yeah. No, uh, well, Topher came, comes from my real name, which is Christopher. Which is the okay, claim number one. Weird, huh? Clever. Yeah, stupid number one. Okay, so, go on. And how's you, Tap? 
my second year of college, I was drinking with some friends a little bit too much. I started to do the Crip Walk or what I thought. <laughs> Probably not. What I thought this, was the, the Crip Walk or how I perceived it, and it became known as the Topher Tap. Because it was nothing like the Crip Walk. Well, there you exactly. Go. So if you want to go see it, it's on YouTube. Search Chris Davis Hop Skip. There you go. Awesome. Is this still on there? We have uh, John V on the line with the Best Damn Nerd Show. Chris John. <laughs> oh, hope not. Guys, what's going on? Uh, not too much. We're talking gamer tags. How are you doing? I'm doing great. You, you guys, you guys want to know what my gamer tag is? Hell yes. What is your gamer tag? Hey, well, on World of Warcraft, my gamer tag is PigVirus69. PigVirus69. <laughs> that has not been uh, addressed with Blizzard yet as being inappropriate or anything like that. No, no not at all. And the best part about it is, is like when I'm playing, I, I tell guys, I, I tell the other guys that I'm a chick, and they usually uh, give me their gold. And I'm, <laughs> Brilliant, <laughs> sir. James does that too. What kind of character are you? Pig, I mean, pig virus suggests undead, but I've been wrong before. John, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Okay, what what what, is, what kind of character do you have in WoW? Uh, I have a level 62 warrior. Uh, I'm undead. Undead. There we go. Boom. That is why I'm a lore master. John, thank you so much for the call. Thanks for calling in. We'll talk to you soon. All right. You know what, you know what is absurd about your gamer tag, Davis, is that Topher is not a name. It's not. I'm sorry. You can't. No, well, yeah. Topher Grace. It's Chris Grace. You cannot have people call you by the second half of your name. I am not, I, I am not I Mace Kincaid. I'm not Nathan because my name is Jonathan. <laughs> I did not have I wouldn't be vid if my name was David. I did Dude, not cool have too. people. Tim isn't Mothy because his name is Tim. <laughs> or just Moth because that's Moth awesome. Moth. Dude, can we call you Moth? You totally can. Awesome. Moth. Tim, what is your gamer tag? I don't really have a gamer tag. I just, Sionan has is my oldest character. How'd uh, you come up with that? I just made it up. And actually, I found out Siana... By a serendipitous is, stroke of fortune. Yeah, means everlasting one or something like that, or and immortal life. Being, being a night elf, that's pretty Some cool. Some garbage, yeah. Being a night so, elf druid, it works. Garbage. So Tim, you truly Perfect. are one of those magical oh, people to walk among actually, us. actually, I just want to say one more thing. Uh, in like 6th, 7th, 8th grade, when I was uh, getting my first AIM screen name, I named myself Fox Noodles. Because I liked Fox, the writing company, not not the animals, and I like noodles, like Top Ramen. That's no joke. And so I combined the two things I liked into a screen name, Fox Noodles 2002. Wow. Wonderful. And it was like 19, uh, or it was like 2000 or something. And that's... I was like, I'm gonna be ahead of the time. And, <laughs> and for uh, those two years, you were ahead well, of the I didn't time. I think we'd ever get to those two years, but we did. Yeah, well, you made it. Still have the same. Well, you know, so it's just uh, one of the random things. I, I had no memory uh, of that really happening. But, yeah, we used to be a, a call-in show, and <laughs> I had completely forgotten about the origin of your gamer tag, Davis. I had yeah, no idea I, that. Go ahead, Davis. I, I, uh, I haven't searched for that video for a while, so kind of hoping it's not there still. <laughs> I was going to say that tap. I, I got to check that out. I can't believe you've been living off the royalties of that this whole time. I didn't. <laughs> I was wondering. But well, that's how we paid for your estate there. Yeah, I guess so. This is uh this is a great uh question. Uh do you guys ever hate hearing your own voice? I can't stand how I sound, probably why I could never do a podcast. Uh I actually cannot stand the sound of my own voice and it goes back You sounded so adorable in that recording. I, you sounded so young. It's I it, it, it's just interesting going back sweet little boy and listening. Thank you. I don't know how you guys feel about it, but yeah, it's always been kind of cringe for me to listen to my own voice. Uh, no, yeah, can't can't stand it. I hate my voice, uh, but I, I, you know, listening to our voices, I think they're all very 
um, interesting how, how it's all come together. But yeah, no, I, I can't listen to the podcast if I'm on it. It's tough. Can't do it. I can only listen to the podcast <laughs> if I'm on it. <laughs> I, I knew, I knew that would be the answer. But speaking of, of voices, the man with oh, the most signature what, voice on oh, the is. best damn nerd show. What timing? Counterterrorism expert Chris Seglia, welcome and welcome. We got rid of that name. Final, Final boss. boss. That's right. Final boss. Chris we got Seglia. rid of that name too. And welcome. Optimus Prime. <laughs> I can't listen to either of your voices, so that makes uh, a lot of sense. <laughs> yeah, I well, you're you're in good. But how about yours? I mean, so signature, so many compliments of it. So I can't hear what you guys hear. So my voice in my head does not sound anything like what you guys hear. So it's terrible. So I don't I don't listen to anything back. <laughs> well, I, I mean, so I guess other other than Jeff, well, Mark and Adam didn't didn't answer in terms of uh, listening to their own voice. Although Adam, you've branched out into your own podcast as well. And so yeah, is Mark. Nobody, come to think of nobody it. likes their own voice, right? Yeah, you, you you would think. Just a thing. <laughs> Actually, I, I probably like the stuff I say less than even my voice. So that's the reason why I don't like to re-listen to it. Except for the except for Voldo being the best character. <laughs> uh, Segs, now that you've joined us as we're sort of just uh, reminiscing over the near 13 years of the Nerd Show, going back to the very beginning, you remember when you first, you know, coming on and just what you thought it could be and uh, just sort of in the fact that we, we kept it going for this long, you know, with some starts and stops, but whatever. Yeah. Look at us now. <laughs> look at us now. <laughs> hi everyone. Hello. Hi, Jeff. Hi, hi James. Hi, hi Davis. Hi Mark. Hi Adam. Adam, what's up? I don't even it's know you're on the show. <laughs> I, I make, <laughs> thanks. I make an appearance every now and again. It's good to, it's good to hear your voice. Did Tim stood stood stand me up? We talked about this. We coordinated. He, he tried a couple times. His, it, uh, it didn't work out for him. T- Tim is having some technical difficulties, <laughs> as am I. To be to be totally honest with you, so you know this this whole thing might might be for naught. Uh, but you know one of one of my favorite things about the the new run of the Best Damn Nerd Show is we're going to be b- bouncing all over. Is uh, we did incorporate some pretty cool. Uh, Pretty cool segments, a couple of games here or there. And I think may- maybe my favorite of the new things that we layered into the Best Damn Nerd Show over-, over the past year or so was courtesy of Mark Truex and his weird fixation with Army Hammer. <laughs> um, and so I pulled, Who isn't? I pulled Mark aside uh, and asked him if he could put together another edition of the Army Hammer game. And so and as I understand it, Mark, this time the game is known as Army Hammer DMs or creepy movie quotes. <laughs> this is correct. Uh, 100%. So I think it would be best if we just have two people participate in a few rounds here, right? What do you, what do you think, Mark? You know, you made the game. I, I've not seen any of these quotes. What, what do you think would be best? <laughs> Let's do it. We can do uh, teams of two or, or whatever you want to do. Uh, I just got a slurry <laughs> that, of At least one here. of us out. <laughs> Is he is he still releasing stuff that is that creepy? He, he dropped so much content here, in the what? beginning of the year that it's so much to feed on. It's keeping me titillated. Why, why, why don't why don't we do this? Why don't we do C section and then Jeff and Adam and Mark yes. and I will sit out. I wasn't paying attention this entire time, so you better carry it. We, we can't lose. <laughs> All right. 
how do, how do you play the game? Mark? So it's real simple, real simple <laughs> points. Uh, they may not mean anything in the end. Perfect. But basically, Hollywood A-lister, A-lister Army Hammer has a bit of a kink. Some would call it uh, crimes against humanity, but some <laughs> people would call it a kink. And he's been outed in a series of DMs earlier this year. And this has led to a game where we either, uh, I, I read out a quote. It's either A, A-lister Army Hammer's private DMs, or B, a creepy line from a movie. You choose, my friends. So why don't we get started? It's All not right. an Army Hammer movie, right? It can be any movie? Correct. This is any works. movie. Okay, yeah. Yeah, All the right. last rendition was purely cannibal related. Yeah. Uh, this time. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, if you guys We've didn't gotten know, that's deeper Army into Hammer's the kink. He likes to tell people that he's going to eat them. He's 100% cannibal. I'm 100% cannibal. I wish. Does he follow up on it, though, or is he just all talk? The Winklevoss twins yes. are cannibals. Yeah, and apparently Hollywood A-listers. I didn't know that either. <laughs> One of them was and ate the other. Unless we're talking about a different Army Hammer. Oh, and there's two of me. Uh, yeah, I, 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 I'm interested to see how round two goes. I, I must say, but I was more intrigued by the cannibal quotes than what, perhaps what this offering is. But Mark, you have the, you have the controls, sir. So it's C-section against Commissar JB and the executive producer uh, ABZ. Let's do it. C-section to start. Let's go with Mr. Davis. I are they just working as a team? Like, yeah, should, they, yeah. They should, okay, you're just, just asking C-section. Fine. Yeah, <laughs> Keep the rules on me. All right. You're the host. The ship yeah, you guys you just, are leaving us with. Just good. Good. quotes, monkey. I have a fantasy about having someone prove their love and devotion and tying them up in public place at night and making their body free use and seeing if they will fuck strangers for me. <laughs> All right, the Shia LaBeouf movie. <laughs> I, I, there, there are definitely other actors this could be. I feel like, and uh, but Army I, Hammer I, or movie quote. <laughs> where, where are you falling on it? You, do you think it's too in particular? I, that almost sounds too uh, texty. Bro, I said it already. I, it's a Shia LaBeouf movie. I'm sure. Yeah, Segley actually recognized the quote. It's Shia LaBeouf movie. I, I love it. I love it. Is that like dystopia? Disturbia? <laughs> this I don't, know. It's, I don't it's think it's Disturbia. You don't have to name. You don't. You don't have to name the movie. I think it's Transformers too. Honestly, <laughs> it could be Eagle Eye. You don't have to know Eye the Shia, movie. You Shia just LaBeouf. have to guess. Army <laughs> Hammer <laughs> quote. You're wrong. Holes. You're wrong. Either way, you're wrong. That is a lister. <laughs> Army Hammer's private DMs. Oh, he's like a cuck. Too. No point. I don't know. I'm more offended by that than the cannibal. I thought you said he was a cannibal. Moving on, moving on to Wait, Jeff. And how Adam. many kinks does this guy have? Apparently, all of them. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it's liquid. I thought cannibalism was his kink. Solid. I think he, he has, has like sub kinks too. I only knew the There's cannibal a sub kink. The cannibalism. Uh, yeah. This is news all... to me. You got it. <laughs> Sit there back, James. Go. Not in this segment. <laughs> I'm moderating with Mark. <laughs> there we go. I'd eat your heart. If I wasn't stuck without you after Ooh. Jeff and Adam, a I don't, Army I don't think Army Hammer would care that he's stuck without the person after. I feel like it's a quote. It almost seems too romantic to be old Army. I think he's kind of all business, very sexual and uh, primal. Yeah, but I, I w 
in support of this being Army Mark, Hammer. You're an amazing person for this he, game, Mark. He does he does like to talk about how he would eat something, but then qualify it. Like I think I've seen that before. He needs to in, explain in his, in his quotes. So it could. I, I'm I'm really on the fence about this, but torn. I'm, I'm, I'll I'll go with your uh, I'll go with your gut on this. Uh, Jeff. We're gonna say movie quote. Movie quote. That is incorrect. This is oh. one a list of <laughs> army hammer. Adam. Personal I, I, no I just, points. I don't get. I don't get Army Hammer. I uh, just don't get him. Real quick to the chat. Tra- I didn't get his career, and I don't get this. Travis eighty seven says, "Why is the team named C section though, guys?" I don't. I don't know anymore. Well, <laughs> how both know, of them were born. I mean, we're. we're That's what we're, I was thinking, and it's a coincidence that their names are Chris. <laughs> we're a power couple, so we needed a name. Added a lot more to that. Davis <laughs> was very, very, very jealous of the J team. Absolutely. So, so it drove him insane. There's the it real drove answer. Drove him insane, <laughs> and he wanted a, a a team name with somebody named C, or not named C with a C in his name. So we were the C section, and then we got we really like, drunk one night, and then uh, wrote a rap together. We so. did. We did write a rap. <laughs> That, 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 my mantra. Stay, stay in, I would love a live performance of staying in tonight if, if one of you can can find it. Uh, that Jonathan, was so good. Jonathan James says the C stands for canceled. Uh, and then one from Colin Gray. Show just got real kinky and the Sasha Gray jokes haven't even started yet. There's one for Adam. Well, that's, that's, uh, that's, a James's, that's James's favorite, uh, <laughs> favorite line of jokes. I'll send you, you the know. photo of that painting from Comic-Con later. Uh, all right, Mark. I mean, that, that, was, that was literally a whole comic con that, that was one a person and and now and now she's actually she's a big streamer on youtube or on uh, uh twitch right so yeah, she, she, uh, she heard us making you know making our jokes and she decided to take everything that was ours too so fuck us i like to think that we helped her career along <laughs> oh she's the one who gets fucked who is this uh, sasha gray oh uh, all right. Comic-Con. Of Entourage. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Mark, Entourage <laughs> continue on, my friend. Moving on, back to the C section for round two. No points awarded last round. Oh, yeah. This game's a big flop. Here we <laughs> go. So, that's a quote you know that's me. from Dark Knight. <laughs> so, you know me. You know my reputation. 13 inches of tough load. I don't treat you gently. A lister. Army Hammer or creepy <laughs> movie quote? I'll okay. eat my hat if that's Army Hammer. <laughs> <laughs> not wearing I, I, I feel like you, uh, like it, he's not talking to somebody he already knows, so that's got to be a movie quote, right? Where the fuck do you find these things? <laughs> <laughs> that is also correct. <laughs> Six, that, that, I, that is I, the correct I, response. I, I think we just have to go with Army Hammer, question. though. Because I think all of these are going to be Army Hammer. Sure, it's on. It's on your. It's on you, Davis. Okay, we're going. We're going with A Lister Army Hammer. That is incorrect. Wait, well, I, I think I know the movie. Boogie Night. <laughs> <laughs> incorrect. No points Mark, again. Uh, Adam wanted to steal, even though it's a binary. Choice. I knew that was. I, I knew that was Boogie Nights, but uh, you know, as a Paul Thomas Anderson fan, you. Got to respect that. Holy shit. <laughs> All right. Now Damn. for Jeff and Adam. I got to listen to Adam this time. All right. 
listen to daddy. I want you to take the gun and I want you to put it in your mouth and I want you to turn around and blow your brains out. Blow your brains out. He had to say a Lester Army Hammer <laughs> or movie quote. Mark, I love you. Maybe the first text wasn't sending right away, and so he panicked, and he's like, "I need her to know. I I want her to blow her brains out." <laughs> That's uh, what I need to have happen. My feeling is not Army Hammer because it's like that spoiled me, right? Like, I feel like Tainted he wouldn't meet. <laughs> yeah, like he want he wants. Like he doesn't. He wants the person live. He wants it fresh off the bone. Basically. I think he wants fresh, yeah. from what I can tell. So yeah, that would be my well. my guess is is movie quote. But what do you think, Jeff? You know what? We'll go with Adam. Movie quote. Watch this be fucking army hammer. That is correct. This oh, is from God. the last house on the left. Good job, you guys. The remake. One point. <laughs> One point on the board. Gobby like... with the knowledge. Congrats. Oh, oh, oh hey, hey. Uh, is it the remake? I don't know. <laughs> well, I'm I'm actually asking the chat. How um, much research do you think I did? <laughs> I'm surprised uh, you found these quotes. Too it's much. Fucking weird. Like, yeah, what did you search but... for? It's one thing to find the Army Hammer quote. My search history is a wreck. Mark, you know, I've known you for a long time. Your search history is, has never is been questionable. Stellar. I was going to say, yeah. growing growing up with Mark, actually, it's it's not that surprising that he's able to no. find these. You know, this is actually tame. Consider, considering Mark is what who taught me what a Houdini is. Oh, the is. original. So, <laughs> moving on, moving on to round three. Back to C section. Here we go. If we if I'll... we miss this, do we lose? No. How many rounds is this? I got yeah, really. Plenty. I got well, <laughs> well, we'll this is actually the rest of the show. Yeah, well, let's, rapid fire. Yeah, here. let's 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 go first to three. Okay. If you were next to me. I'd give you the tiniest cut and then oh, fall back asleep sucking on it. Just a little trickle of your blood, the taste of you, the taste of your iron and minerals, something soothing me to sleep. That's that is too upscale for Army Hammer. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Are you hey, questioning Armand Douglas Hammer? <laughs> Army Hammer or a creepy movie quote? I, might, I, I picked the last one, Segs. I'll trust you on this one. I'm going with Army. Army I Hammer there. Yeah, I agree with Sex. It sounds like Army. That is correct. Hollywood yeah. oh. A-lister Army well Hammer done, wants yeah. to suckle on your blood. Who knew? He cares about the minerals and iron? That's impressive. Yeah. But why else are you eating the meat? Come on. Sexual wow. gratification. Yeah. I assume. All right, all right Mark, you're running the game. <laughs> Continuing you, you, on. You, you decide how what the victory condition is, Mark. We don't do some sort of um, sudden death or... First to three, and then a sudden death if it's tied. All right. First to three just right. can't really be sudden death, right? <laughs> well, you get equal shares. You, you get, get a rebuttal. You in rounds. You get a rebuttal. Exactly. All right. So now to uh, Jeff and lose. Adam. Jeff and Adam, you think this is abuse? You think this is abuse? You cocksucker. You can't take this. <laughs> a list for Army Hammer. Oh, I love creepy Hollywood. Record. It's always a lister <laughs> army ever. Can somebody please um, grab a uh, soundboard of Mark after? <laughs> 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 like, these these need to go in an archive. <laughs> there will be no uh, archive. <laughs> it's all getting flamed. I don't know. What do you think, John? I, I'm leaning against army on this. Yeah, point. I feel like I feel like it's not army ever. 
Oh. So no army. We're, we're saying movie quote. We're gonna do. You quotes. are correct. This is from Glenn yeah. Gary, Glenn Ross. <laughs> the Wall Street movie. Two points. <laughs> two points to Jeff and Adam. Look at this. All right, Adam. It was progressing it. quickly. Two to one. Entering fourth round. Here we go. C section. Mm. There were a few bites where I had to stop myself. I got totally lost in just biting you. I didn't know where I was or what year it was. I was so lost in a crazy white light a lister <laughs> army hammer or a creepy um, movie quote i, I want to go with uh like interview with the vampire segs movie quote sure i i, I love it <laughs> sure that is incorrect this is from you know? hollywood a listers private dms one army who's <laughs> <laughs> dming Everyone, like, apparently. A slew uh, of A ladies. bunch of blabbermouths. Like, you know, because they're sharing it with everybody. <laughs> Should have ate that bitch when he had the chance. Never had the shot. Moving on. Moving on. Hey, to... Is this... How many girls yeah. is this from? I don't know. These aren't the Man. important questions or the validity of these statements. We're just having I don't want to know. So, moving on to Jeff and This Adam. is for the win. This is for the win. Possibly, yeah. Come on. A lot of pressure. What do you need to walk for? You just lay on a pile on the floor, and I'll fuck you whenever I walk past you. It's, it's lie on a pile on the floor. I mean, I hate to grammatically correct. A list or or hammer, right? movie quote. <laughs> my, my spidey sense is saying Army Hammer. What are you thinking, Adam? This. This sounds like it sounds like human centipede, but it could be Army Hammer. The fact that's possible really is disturbing. Uh, uh, what do you think? You're thinking? You're I'm thinking, thinking it might be Army. Yeah, um, I'm hoping. I'm hoping we end this with an Army quote. What do you think? If you feel passionate, the other way. I'll, no, I'll I, I don't. Way. I don't. Let's go. Let's go, Army. Please. Please. That is correct. Ah! Army Hammer's personal DM. Ooh, for the win. And for the win, Jeff and Adam, three points to C-Sections 1 in Army Hammer's private DMs for creepy movie quotes. Congratulations, you guys. What they win? It's been a good run, guys, but I got to go now. I got to end on a high note. Right? <laughs> there you so, go. Oh, it's been me. real BDNS. Stay gold, Tony boy. Trust me, Jeff. There'll, there'll be more high notes for you in, in particular. I've uh, Otherwise, I've, I would never have agreed to do the show. I, I've, I've made sure of it. Uh, <laughs> Mark, uh, thank you so much for putting that together. Uh, <laughs> There's plenty more quotes to go through. <laughs> his, his video. Uh, the next time we next reboot. Next quarter. Keep, keep, keep him safe for the next time we reboot the show uh but anyway that was uh terrifying but a lot of fun as well that was you know one of the new games uh from the original run of the show i, I think a lot of people were always a big fan of the fantasy fantasy drafts and so i wanted to take some time to to relive a couple of those I, i'll start with one that i think is has gotten sort of the most love over the years in BDNS canon, which was the finale of the first one. Uh, so let's start with that. But I actually found uh, just some some audio gold thanks to Jeff Budd's notes, which we'll get into more later. But let's start oh, with yeah. this. But is that it? Where's Silver Surfer? And where's the Man of Steel? 
The surfer is crawling and crying, bleeding his stupid cosmic blood everywhere. As apparently, that was not what was as apparently was Superman no has been there. whooping that ass the whole battle. No, 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 this isn't a bad acid trip, you stupid surfer. You're about to die. Superman then takes that surfboard, shines it up real nice, turns that some bit sideways, and sticks it straight up his candy ass. <laughs> Exactly. exactly how I pictured it. Oh my god. You lose, Jeffrey. Everything. No, no. The fans lose because they didn't get a real superhero battle. Honestly, the fans didn't lose. No, that was actually pretty damn awesome. I really enjoyed that. Uh, a class I was Spider Man and Superman won, so I mean, I can't be too upset about that. Dude, I remember that quote exactly. <laughs> Secondly, was that your team that prevailed? I, I honestly. Mm-hmm. It's it been no duh, James. No duh. Okay, well. Yeah, he's the first fantasy winner. <laughs> who, what, who, what was your team? It was Superman, Spider-Man. Professor X, and it didn't matter. Like, like, like I yeah, honestly, I after Superman forget. and Spider-Man, I don't even remember. And it, yeah, it doesn't matter. Yeah. He had it. That was. <laughs> he had great picks. That was, yeah, that was, that was a great team. And, and a great moment in Best Damn Nerd Show lore, to be sure. Uh, but. There were other fantasy fantasy battles, and when it became time for the villains to do battle, something was birthed on the Best Damn Nerd Show that definitely uh, got a lot of love. But I think you know, as in re- maybe not as much as it should have here in recent times. So let's let's take you back to one of these fantasy fantasy villain battles now. Horus landed planet side adjacent to Mount Doom, climbing the rocky slopes quickly. Horus discovers Dr. Doom standing above the flames of the fabled mountain. Quickly! Doom! <laughs> Throw the ring into the abyss and be done with it! Do- <laughs> Dr. Doom turns around slowly but makes no comment nor gesture to indicate he is going to throw the ring away. Of course! At the end of the day, even an exceptional man like you... It's still just a man. I suppose even the fabled willpower of Victor Von Doom is not enough for Sauron's influence. I should have just let the halflings do my work for me. The ring, Doom. I would have it. Horace steps forward with his hand outstretched. In a flash, Dr. Doom raises up his arm palm, open, <laughs> his arm palm open ready to blast Horace away. Quicker than the eye can follow, Horace runs up to Doom and crushes his arm within his steel grasp. With a fluid motion, Horus removes his bolt gun with his other hand and fires several rounds into Dr. Doom's chest. The rounds, cursed by the ruinous powers, cut through Doom's armor like tin. While searching the body for the ring, Horus noticed more circuits and wires than he thought Doom's armor to possess. A Doom bot! <laughs> <laughs> just in time to see, <laughs> to see Still Dr. Plays. Doom remove the ring of power and <laughs> obliterate the small piece of rock Horace is standing on. And there was much joy. <laughs> no, there was not much joy. But uh, best actor award to Chris Davis. Dude, <laughs> that was incredible. That That is how I will picture Horace speaking from now on when I read any wait, of this. Wait, wait, can we get the Doombot read again? Can we get a read on that line? For a Doombot? <laughs> Wait, James, lead, James, lead up to it. <laughs> you guys, you gotta give me a line, James. Okay, hold on. 
Feed him a line. Uh, while searching the body for the ring, Horace notices more circuits and wires than he thought Doom's armor to possess. Ha-doom, boss! <laughs> Can I make it past my, like, text message alert? <laughs> that would be awesome. Dude, what what do your roommates think of you, Davis? They're not home, I God. think. My favorite part, Davis, was when you said the ring doom, I would have it because it sounded so cool. Yeah. How you said it sounded really good. I, yeah, I actually think Davis would and be that was a one good, of my favorite like, lines voice then, actor on, on a children's cartoon. Davis, you really sell those lines. You're, you're really good, Davis. Yeah, that was um, awesome. I have two I have two gears, gentlemen. I have one and I have full <laughs> on full throner. <laughs> I already lost it. Right now. I wish that quote had lived on too. David is going full throttle. Uh, <laughs> this is what happens when he doesn't have a script to reference. <laughs> I need writing. Oh my goodness, so good! I'm I'm so glad we we found that one more time. Hadoombots. <laughs> have that isolated forever, Davis? How's oh, it feel man. to hear that again? I thought those were lost in an abyss somewhere. But it was nice. I was, <laughs> I was king for a day. Yeah, you're king for all time. I, I, you know, it was. I could. It was hard. Warmaster for, for all time. It was hard for me to decide what to keep from that and what to cut out because they're also earlier in that battle. You, I believe, are playing Cell and doing an entirely different voice. So your 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 voice acting chops, Davis, are are something else, man. So, uh, bra- sign, sign me up to, to all the anime going on, all the animation on Netflix. I mean, they. <laughs> They heard it. We yeah, d- we got people in that realm, don't we? Don't don't sign up for a, a Kevin Smith show, though, Davis. Is oh, whatever, no. whatever whatever you do. Uh, Gobby, who longtime listener, says BDNS. I gotta go. Love y'all, man. Gonna miss y'all. Wish you the best in whatever y'all have planned. Peace out, fellow nerds. Love you. And uh, right back at you, uh, Gobby, Gabby, Gabby, whatever. Uh, we never one, knew. One more time. We yeah, we never got it. We never really, yeah, quite quite knew, but uh, we always appreciated you. And uh, so. And you're always welcome at the Ultra Monthly Podcast. Come check it out, <laughs> Ultra Monthly Podcast. Any, uh, any. And he's like, you get your podcast from my, my, my very Jump own, on now. my very own brother, Jesse says, now I get why this show is ending. I think he, I think he said that during the, the Doombot thing too. I don't know. <laughs> well, uh, well, maybe he, because we don't do Doombot anymore. It could be. Yeah. No, sense. I mean, that was years ago. Um, direct correlation of lack of doom bots and the show's cancellation. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I, I do want to, uh, get into some more uh, inter- interactive stuff with us with us on here. But I, I mean, I do have a couple more surprises and, and stuff like that. And I, I do want to pay homage to the history of the show. Uh, and, you know, when we when we came back, you know, one, one of the things that we, we talked quite a lot about is, you know, how much we've sort of changed over the years and how I was, you know, really kind of the, the last bastion of, of, of bachelorhood on the Best Damn Nerd show. Didn't used to be that way. You know, it used to be we were all we were all young and in college and everything like that, having, having tons of fun. And, uh, you know, we, we got to play around a lot at SF State. And, we, and one of the things that I really liked we got to play around is, you know, when we got to hit up uh, star-studded members of the broadcasting department, affectionately known at SF State as, as Becca. And I don't know if you true believers remember this segment. 
Hello? Congratulations, you just won Broken Heart of the Week. I've won what? Broken Heart of the Week. Oh, that's cool. Wait, I have to do what? Are you f***ing serious? I am not going to go on a date with all five of you. You know, just don't ever call me again. I don't even know how you got my number. Becca Hottie of the Week. Had a lot of free time back then. <laughs> you, you produced some fantastic segments. It's some fantastic production elements for those segments, I, I should say. Uh, and this is maybe the number one thing that was sort of asked about, you know, from messages about when we were going to do the finale. It's like, oh, I'd love if you could, you know, do a Becca Hottie of the Week, but, but maybe, you know, maybe you can't right now. You know, everybody's married. Not me. And so I maybe didn't cast as wide a net as, as, as Army Hammer did, maybe not in the same sort of A-list fashion, but I'll be damned if I wasn't going to do the last Best Damn Nerd show and give you a Becca Hottie of the Week. Please tell me we're not calling somebody. Oh, shit, James is. Hello? Hey, Mallory. Hi. Who is this? This is uh, James Kincaid from the from the Best Damn Nerd Show. You don't uh, you don't have my number saved? Oh, yeah. Uh, um, from Becca. I'm. I. It's been so long. I just you know I think I got a new phone or something. You know. Oh, How weird. Because you? you got the same phone number though. I, I I'm oh. I'm I'm good. I I'm calling because th- I mean this is a pretty big deal. Uh, but we're actually making you, uh, as a former Becca Hottie of the Week, you know, at the Best Damn Nerd Show, you're going to be the final Becca Hottie of the Week. You, you, Mallory, uh, it's this tremendous uh, honor. Oh, yeah. uh, have you guys been doing this this whole time? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, we, we, I mean, we, you know, we took a couple breaks here and there, but I mean, yeah, it's the Best Damn Nerd Show. It's you know, pretty, pretty awesome. So yeah, you, you know, you. Uh, you are Becca Hottie of the Week, and as a former winner, I mean, you know what that entails, so you have to go on a on a date with oh. us nerds. Oh, yeah. I mean, God, it's been so long, I almost forgot the uh, qualifications. That's really cute. You guys are still doing that. Um, I mean, yeah, I guess, I guess it'd be cool to see, see the guys and, you know, Seglia and John and, you know, like, you know, you. And, well, I mean, yeah, that'd be cool, like, hang out, you know. Well, well, I mean, the the the, the, th- the thing about it is, uh, like, they're all married, and like that, oh. it is it is supposed to be like a date. So it would just be you, you and me. Oh, like a date date. Like yeah, well, I mean, it, yeah, they were all real dates, and it's just just I'm the only eligible one left. So it'd be, it'd be you and me, you know. You're my you were my, always my Becca crush. So it's like grand oh. romantic gesture. You're the final Becca hottie of the week. I just been, it's been like what like. 12 years. I don't even, I, I don't really, it's been, are we friends on Facebook? Well, I, I mean, yeah, I was looking at your Facebook right before I called and I, and I saw oh. that you still lived in San Francisco. So I, yeah. You know, I'm still here. It's like, it's fate, right? It's destiny. Who's still in San Francisco after 12 years, you know? And so, so yeah, I think maybe we go back to campus, go to the pub, like the old days, oh have a date, you know? Um, uh, well, you know, we could like, it could be like a like a platonic hangout uh, over a beer thing. Well, I don't even know what that for means. The show, 
for the show, right? Because it's like just for the show, right? Like, <laughs> no, no, no. Like this is like this, this is like a date, you know? Like I'm 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 asking you out. Like that would be so cool to just like we'll like catch up over a beer. It'll be like with like talk about us as friends. Well, what kind of flowers do you like? Because I mean, this is like I a... don't like flowers, like. Can't smell anything. Okay, well, you want to go out for drinks, so I mean, that's that's your call. So, uh, I, 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 nice, uh, you know, like I got about thirty minutes I can give. I'm super busy, and we can ha- catch up. Oh, like speed and, date? Oh, like speed hang? Okay, like well, I. Okay, well, so like you know, little little busy for the holidays, but uh, you know, maybe uh, you know, maybe next week. You know, uh, what's your what's your availability like? You know, let me. Um, this is your number, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'll just, I'll just. How about I like get back to you? I'll like look at my schedule and I can um, pencil. We'll figure something out to hang out as friends. Okay, it's, <laughs> no. it, it's a date. No, I'm not, not gonna be a date, but I'll talk to you later. Bye. Not a date. Bye. It's a date. <laughs> <laughs> you did get the last word in, Jim. So it is technically <laughs> a date. So thank you very much to Mallory from Becca, our final Becca hottie of the week. Uh, and, you oh, know, God. so so happy we, we got to do that. She was a great sport. Uh, she's She is honestly doing amazing things with uh, Bloomberg TV. She's actually uh, moving to New York. So the destiny train of, uh, of us both being in She's actually tied up in your apartment right now. <laughs> is that what she told you? Yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, thanks very much to Mallory for doing that. I'm glad that we got to do one final uh, Becca Hottie of the week, and I'll let you know how the date goes, everybody. Nobel Prize, Otto. Nobel Prize. So let's... <laughs> Let's get it going. Uh, I still can't believe you guys didn't get shut down over that. Please, please tell time. me that you called her beforehand and that was fake. No, it sounded mm-hmm. scripted. Oh, it was to- totally real. Uh, and I believe completely uh, that this will end only well for me. No. Uh, thanks for being a good sport, Mallory. Uh, and I'm glad that we got to uh, do a throwback to one of our most fun segments from the SF State days. Uh, and thank you, Colin Gray. <laughs> I didn't know James was such a master pickup artist. Thank you very Neither much. Neither did we. Uh, let's see. Uh, what was I it? was just as awkward as when we originally did it. Yeah. Oh, I try again. I'm trying to be as accurate to the spirit <laughs> of the long lineage and history of the show uh, as, as I possibly can be. But let, that let, is nerd show. What? Yeah, that exa- is nerd show. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. So let's. Uh, and look, there she is in the chat. It's totally a date. I think still that's alive. Still alive. <laughs> still alive. Yeah. Yeah, I thought I thought I put her phone on airplane mode. Uh, yeah. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, you got two computers in front of you, James. Just uh, working this out. Ah, uh, see, look at this. <laughs> Greatest honor to be a Becca hottie, two time, only two time, I believe, as well. It's James texting. Yeah, well, see, James. It, has, it hasn't been a kind thirteen years for her, huh? <laughs> See, look at this. I was right. LOL. Totally a date, James. Yeah. All right. Let's let's move on. Uh, but yes, thank you once again. Uh, I want to, you know, t- there are some things that we always 
thought we would get a chance to talk about on on the best damn nerd show and we just never got around to it so i wanted (laughs) i wanted to take some time and feel free uh in the chat uh to throw out some topics that you wish that we had gotten to and we'll try and uh try and do some some speed speed (laughs) bdnsing right now here uh I, I have a list of, of some rapid fire topics and uh, I want to I want to start with with one that I thought we would have gotten to much sooner but being that it is the the 20th anniversary this year of the Lord of the Rings film franchise first coming out I, I figured why not why not start with talking some some Lord of the Rings and just uh, thinking 20 years after fellowship the movie came out. Just sort of your your thoughts on the on the franchise, you know, and the and the books as well. Just overall, Lord of the Rings. Let's 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 nerd out for a few minutes over Tolkien and, and Lord of the Rings. Uh, Jeff, we'll start with you. Oh, Jeff. overall, I liked it, James. Let's move along. <laughs> <laughs> thanks. Hey, thanks. True to form to the show as well. <laughs> it's very season one, Jeff. Answer. <laughs> oh no! How much time do we have left? Army Hammer, you know. <laughs> that, yeah, we I got more a lot of time. Uh, but I mean, I mean, your like favorite characters, like what you thought of the film oh, franchise. Uh, um, any standout things about it? Favorite character in the books and the movies would have been Strider Aragorn. Uh, I also was a big Aomer fan, and I, I mean, was uh, what's his name? Um, Carl Urban. Carl Urban, thanks. I guess that's the first time I ever saw Maybe I saw him on Xena Warrior Princess before that, but Didn't yeah, it would be a long love affair of Carl Urban as far as just all of his works and stuff, too. Uh, I, I mean, those books, they weren't the first things I read that got me into fantasy, but they definitely solidified my love for it. Those movies, I mean, that's one of the best untouched sequels, and unless you consider the Hobbit movies ruining them. Yeah, no, and, and to, to yeah. wit, Jesse says the last franchise not to be ruined, and as we've gone along, well, Hobbit trilogy. Yeah, but th- th- to me, that's so easily ignored that the, the well, couldn't you say the same about like Star Wars then, or even Indiana Jones? Dude, the it's, Hobbit it's, trilogy was a very sore eye of the whole franchise. It, it, it's <laughs> definitely, definitely did not improve it, and I did try. And what go- about Lethal Weapon? That's four Star Wars. <laughs> I did, I did try and go back <laughs> and a series. Or what and- about Rocky? Those never got bad. <laughs> and the Creed movies keeps on going. Am I the only one who unironically likes all the Rocky movies? You like Rocky Five? It has its place. <laughs> yeah, and the dustbin of history. Like, no, thank you. Uh, Tommy Gunn's a cool name, so I, I, I get where you're coming from. Adam, you. Adam, you're a you're the only the, in America. The cinephile, uh, Lord, Lord of the Rings, the trilogy that I think uh, you know you you were He's pretty- a what. Cinephile. He's in the movies. <laughs> human, human. He's a human cinephile. It's not, it's nothing a related. To, to say to. <laughs> I say it's nothing related to Army Hammer. If that's what you're... <laughs> <laughs> movies. Yeah, Lord hey, of the Rings. Mr. Army Hammer. Movies, books. What do you got? What do you think? Um, yeah, I mean, I actually just, uh, I just got the. Well, I had to rebuy. Okay, here's the one thing I'm annoyed about. I keep having to rebuy them because they, they like. Just came out on you know 4K and all that um, to to rewatch them there. But I rewatched uh, the extended editions recently, um, and uh, they're awesome. They hold up. I like the the second one. Actually, when I saw it in the theater, I, I had a massive headache for like two of the three hours of the second one. <laughs> so upon uh, rewatching those, uh, they they were better than I, I remembered them. So yeah, Adam no. held that against the movie. <laughs> I kind of did. I wasn't feeling well. It was a bad headache. You, you don't understand how, how bad the headache was. 
Uh, Segley, how about you? Were you a Lord of the Rings guy? What's going on? I've been apologizing to Mallory for oh. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I know. I thought I blocked your number. Uh, <laughs> we're talking Lord of the Rings. Uh, 20th anniversary of the film franchise coming out. Any, any, yeah, they were any cool. thoughts? They were yeah. great. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. Right. Have they aged well to you? Do you do you ever do you rewatch them? No, never. Uh they were hell long. Uh you know they weren't they weren't my uh favorite thing of all time. And I know that it's blasphemy around these parts to say that. But um yeah, I thought they were cool when they came out. Um I just don't have the, the patience to watch uh, a movie uh trilogy like that uh anymore, unfortunately. I can't. I can't commit to to sitting down and watching you know nine hours straight. Man, I, re- I rewatch them all the time. It. Sounds like I you maybe it, had uh... a headache uh, during the second one as well. <laughs> yeah, that sounds about right. It was. It was more like the third one with the fourth ending. <laughs> uh, I see. I, I see, and I still feel like they missed out on things in the third one. I was like, this needs to be longer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I completely agree. I had no, coming from different directions. I had so. no issues <laughs> with the multiple endings. I know that's something that the that is often maligned about Return of the King. Uh, Mark, I want I want to kick it over to you next because I vaguely I have this sort of shadow and a thought of a memory that the first time I saw the Fellowship trailer was actually at your house, I believe on 13th in Pacific Grove. Uh, so I I don't know if you remember that at all. Probably not. It's fine. No hard feelings if you don't, but, uh, but it was maybe a fond memory of mine. Were you a Lord of the Rings guy? Somebody earlier in chat uh, thought, uh, I believe it was Gay Florida Nerd, thinks that you don't like Lord of the Rings. I saw that trying to drag me through the mud. <laughs> But, uh, you know, never read the books. I enjoyed the movies. The movies were fine. I hated the Hobbits. Hated them. I wanted my money back after the first one. The second one was absolutely garbage. I don't know if we ever finished it and never even went back for the third. And the third he, likes it. Smog he likes it. He likes the second one. Smog was all right. He likes Smog everything. Sucked. I, I, I do. He I like everything. Sucked. That was trash. That was absolute trash. I didn't like it. And... I think I'm getting burned out on elves. I'm watching Witcher season two right now, and I'm like, elves Ugh, again. So I don't know. Lord of the Rings. It was At cool for killing time. Him on when was the last elf you saw before Witcher? Hobbits. It doesn't matter. <laughs> it's probably Lord of the Rings. Twenty years. They had ago. their time. They've had their time. They deserve to be dead. Davis, did I go to you yet? <laughs> No, and guy, you know, I, I remember this. That's why he was quiet. He I waits used, until you call him. I used to forget, you know, who I already called upon, and sometimes I wouldn't call on anyone at all. Uh, go ahead, <laughs> the, the So I started on the books uh, in high school because I was in a fantasy satire class, and I hated the Sounds books. Awesome. I, and the class is great, but yeah. I hate the books because I. Boston. Not only were they forced because of all me, the words written in them, I yes. get it. There's a lot of words, but <laughs> I hate the way. I hate the way those words were written. I don't like his writing style. And I never have. I've tried to go back and read them after I've read more since then. And uh, I just don't like it. I, it's it's way too much for me. There's way too much. He gets into these, these details that seem way over the top. Um, and it takes me out of it when it should be bringing me more into it. At least the man so. finishes his stories. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Correct. That is true. That is true. He doesn't get too lost in the details. <laughs> that, that, that is why Lord of the Rings will always be superior to Game of Thrones. One of them. But uh, the the movie experience was amazing because that that first that my year 
uh, in that class was when the first movie came out. And as a field trip, we went to the movie uh, as a class, and it was amazing. It was a great experience. And That's cool. I, I always really enjoyed the movies. I don't really go back and rewatch them because I don't know why. Uh, I, if they're on TV, I'll put them on. But it's not something TBS. I... Yes. Yeah, it's not something I was like, if it's on Netflix, I'm not like, oh, yeah, I need to watch that. Whereas, like, you know, Dark Knight, I'll probably put that on and just have it in the background. Whereas the Lord of the Rings, I, it's not like one of those background movies I want. Oh, really? Oh, man. I'd rather watch Lord of the Rings than Dark Knight. I I, no. pu- I put Lord of the Rings on a lot during the heart of the, the pandemic. I mean, with them being all on, like, HBO Max and everything, it was just yeah. so easy. Uh, and I, I, I love just, just having them on while I was working or, or whatever. Just, there are a lot of things like that, that I, that are a few different things I should say like that during, uh, the past year and a half or so that was, uh, you know, it was just nice to have on, uh, sort of like I had people over, you know, while we were all isolating. Cowboy Bebop was another one. I will say about the two towers, which, you know, Theoden, uh, is my, my favorite Lord of the Rings character, uh, I, I really love his story arc and and everything like that. But in the two towers, I don't remember. Adam, did we uh, we go see that together at, at midnight? Was that was that us? I know Ryan. I, I know Ryan Kendall, who might be in the chat right now, was there. Uh, I didn't and, see it at midnight, um, but we. I'm sure we saw it in the same theater. Uh, he he was with me. Mark, you might have been with me. But there was this this other nerd that we did not know that we ended up chatting with after the movie about what we thought. And this might be the, the little Genesis of the James Kincaid hates everything, uh, worm, which I actually really liked the two towers. But what I did not like about it at the time was as I referred to him, Jar Jar Gimli, uh, because I did not like the excessive comedy that I felt that they were foisting upon Gimli during serious parts of the movie. And so I referred to him as such. And I remember that guy that we did not know, completely didn't get what I was saying, just said, there's no connection between Jar Jar Binks and Gimli and, and walked away. <laughs> but that was, that was the sort of the, the start of, I, I guess maybe how I critique things and could sort of be misconstrued as me not liking things. I like stuff and I love the Lord of the Rings. Uh, I like lots of stuff. Yeah, you liked it so much you were already complaining about it before the trilogy. It was, was, a, it was a minor <laughs> critique, <laughs> uh, or so I thought. All right, next topic. We got we to gotta keep them coming here. Tom Bombadil. <laughs> yep, yeah, no, we did not get Tom Bombadil in, in the movie. So <laughs> got to say it. <laughs> but I, 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 I understand. Uh, I, uh, <laughs> Do you even know Tom Bombadil? Tom Bombadil! <laughs> Good man. Uh, all right, Strong next man. next topic: The Sopranos. Uh, Marco, <laughs> we'll start with you. Uh, Nothing nerdier. <laughs> but I mean, this this ties directly in from Lord of the Rings because you've been sending me some choice memes, Jeff, that are Lord of the Rings Sopranos uh, tied together. But it's uh, a perfect amalgamation. I don't know why it works, but it does. It does. Uh, just your overall thoughts on the series, Marco, and then they're trying to sort of revive it with the the prequel. I don't know if you watched it. Uh, did watch it. Did watch it. Had a entire Sopranos party for the watching where we picked up a bunch of uh, gabagool and, and, and pastries and, and made a baked ziti, and the movie was whack. Um <laughs> So spoilers, it, it did not live up to all the hype. It just kind of was a bit of a failure to launch of like exactly what it was supposed to be. I felt like it, it tried to cram in too many fan service pieces. Um, 
having just come off of watching The Sopranos again in the pandemic, which I think a lot of people did, which was really cool that that Sopranos seemed to have this kind of big resurgence, uh, at least in a lot of my networks where, where people are quoting it and, and the meme game with Sopranos has been really on point the last few months. Uh, so it's it's been absolutely delightful. But man, did that movie fall short for me. Yeah, many saints of Newark. Whatever happened there? <laughs> I still haven't seen it. Yeah. <laughs> it's a, Do yourself a favor and don't watch it. I'll tell you what my problem is. It's not even the fan service shit. It's the inconsistencies and things that aren't right. Like, we have a pretty established lore and canon as far as what goes on in The Sopranos, what age certain <laughs> characters are, characters that should be involved in different things. And, like, they're either not there, the ages are wrong, all that shit. Yeah. Like, Syl is only like a year and a half older than Tony. And he's like the same age as Polly. Polly was too young. So was too old. Uh, it, uh, you know, I don't want to get into it too much, but it was an awful prequel. It's the problem. And I hope that you, they don't do anything else. Just do you, the show. The show is fine. Yeah. When you revisit that all these years later, uh, Interscope C, thank you for uh, for the the donation. You know, you're you're right up Ooh, there. Ooh, I'll take my take. Yeah, four ninety nine. I think that goes. Direct, do I do it? Goes directly into Adam Zika's bank account as executive producer. So hopefully, put uh, that up, Adam. I need <laughs> that money to eat. We'll, we'll, we'll put that towards our next uh, Comic Con trip. Thank you very much, Interscope C. Uh, but o- overall, I guess Jeff, where does uh, The Sopranos rank for you as as far as shows that you've enjoyed? Oh, shit. Um, I mean, it's up there. I, I rewatched it this year, just like Mark was talking about. I was really into the Talking Sopranos podcast, which just ended this last Monday. So the BDNS just slightly outlived it. Um, but I stopped listening to Talking Sopranos because they did an entire episode where it was just a promotion for the Many Saints of Newark. And it was nothing but interviews with the different actors and crap like that. I was like, eh, I don't care. I mean, am I glad that James Gandolfini's son played young Tony? Eh, I mean, it's fine. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't personally give a fuck, you know. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, in terms of like shows that I've enjoyed, I feel like I've appreciated it more now than back then. Back then, I used to think Oz was a better show. Oz is not a better show. And then, um, like drama shows, I think I still like The Shield more on FX. FX had a lot of good shows. Yeah. Uh, Marco, how about you? You guys are my my Sopranos guys that I'm, I'm leaning on here. Where where is it ranked for you? Yeah, Mark and I love talking Sopranos alone. Yes, that's right. <laughs> Just us via meme mostly. Uh, I think the best part with the re going through the series again is I found my local Gabagool spot. That's a great Gabagool. spot too. Mark took me there. Loved it. Delightful. Forget about it. Yeah, <laughs> fucking fresh cuts in the fridge. I love it. It's probably the best part of the Sopranos. Mark and I just uh, sitting there with our wife beaters on. Just eating the shit straight out Just of the fridge. Sweating. Mark slapped his wife right in front of me. I didn't say shit. Mm-hmm. It makes the meat taste better. Oh my god. Oh, uh, all right. Well, <laughs> on that note, we'll we'll leave we'll leave Tony and company right there until until uh, until next time. Won't be I next time. Nothing. Uh, another one, and this perhaps the most talked about episode of the best damn nerd show that never happened. And we even talked about it, you know, during the the reboot that it would would happen. And that is Batman, the animated series. And I think for me, I just I I propped it up so much that I wanted to make sure that we did it right and did it justice that just never, never ended up doing it at all. So completely blew up in my face. Uh, But Batman, the animated series, 
uh, is, you know, it's right. It, probably my favorite, you know, at least animated show of all time. Uh, X-Men right up there with it as well. Frisky Dingo and, so, and some others uh, that we might even talk about tonight. But Batman the Animated Series, I just think is still such a triumph. I think it holds up today going back and rewatching it. I think it's the greatest Batman adaptation uh, of all time. Uh, Davis, your, your thoughts, any favorite episodes or, or thoughts on Batman, the animated series? I want to say, it's just overall, again, it's it, just like X-Men. It's, it's up there. I mean, it's top three for me too. And it still holds up. I still go back and watch it uh, to this day. I mean, the animation uh, you could definitely tell it was from that time. Uh, it's a little slower, but it's it still holds up. And I think it just portrays the characters so well, and the voice acting just nails it on every level. And so it's it's hard to beat. Um, you know, we we got some of these newer animated DC Batman movies where you know you got Man Bad and uh, all the things that we were put through through Comic Con and. <laughs> We have to compare to the animated series, and it just doesn't. You can't. You can't put them up against that because it's just too well written. Some of the stories are just too good, uh, and I I just don't think we're going to get a better uh, Batman animated series. Uh, maybe property to begin with. Yeah, I yeah, I don't think we'll get a better Batman property at all. Uh, Jeff, anything you want to add to that? Um, yeah, because I think the other animated series that they've done, the Batman, Batman Brave and the Bold, like those are good shows. But yeah, the right. animated series is just the animated series. Uh, the Sewer King, I think we can all agree, is one of the the greatest characters in Batman's Rogue Gallery. <laughs> no, Scallery. absolutely. I mean, he's not. so vile. <laughs> he's so vile. Batman did not give a shit when he thought he died. That's how disgusting. <laughs> Batman tries to save the Joker's life. He did not care that the Sewer King was eaten by his alligators, but those are his babies. They would never turn on their daddy. <laughs> Damn sewer king. Uh, Marco, were you a animated series guy? Absolutely loved it. Um, could not get enough of it. I've rewatched the series a couple of different times in my, in, in my life. Uh, I've been trying to get my, my eldest on board with it. Hit or miss so far. <laughs> well, Need a little more indoctrination. Well, she likes yes. the, the DC girls or whatever that's called, right? Loves DC superhero girls. Loves girls. Teen Titans Go. So, hey, she can call out all the characters when she sees them. She Big fan of the old 60s Aquaman series. The old animated Aquaman show that's on HBO huh. Max right now. Strange but flex, but all right. We'll, we'll I know, it. right? Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, B-Taz was phenomenal and it it really does set the standard for dc animation i feel like i am a fan of most of the dc animated movies that have spun out of that um i mean it introduced us for harley quinn uh, as a character clock king as a character um lots of great stuff in there and uh if anyone else was was big fans of the show you know i i know our 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 man here james loved the gray ghost episode which was Absolutely. such a beautiful beautiful episode uh the guy that put that little ditty together also worked on the ultra force cartoon and jeff and i talk about that on uh, ultra monthly podcast where so can they find that one of our last our, our last episode we put out was about an episode that he penned just saying where 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 uh where can uh where can people find the ultra monthly podcast everywhere podcasts are found uh itunes spotify Apple Podcasts, Google. How can they uh, contact you, know, you if they want to participate in the conversation? 
Well, you, yeah, you can jump on now the conversation at ultramonthlypodcast at gmail.com. Send them in, boys. You guys four these. I remember right, when kids. James was listing his favorite animated series and he did not mention Ultra Force. Food for thought. It, it is certainly food mm. for thought. <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, Mark, I wanted to before uh, before I pivot to either Adam or Segley if they, if they have any thoughts on the animated series. But you know, Mark, you have the joy of joys uh, al- alongside me and getting to meet the voice of Batman, Kevin Conroy. How was that experience for you? Rub that in my face, you <laughs> son of a bitch! Yeah, I thought this was sentimental. You yeah. <laughs> we yeah yeah we we. We're, we're we're doing good work. We're pre-writing out questions. James and I are in the media room working on like this interview set to meet the cast for, I believe it was for The Killing Joke. And and one of the first interviews we get is for Conroy. And I'm helping out my boy here. I am <laughs> filming him field the, the, uh, the questions. And he references me as cameraman. <laughs> <laughs> Conroy was not impressed. Didn't even get to shake the dude's hand. <laughs> Even a hey, what's up or eye contact. <laughs> Love that guy, James. Oh my god! Sorry, Mark. I made up for it by getting you that comic. Great question, though. <laughs> yeah, what was your question again that you had me ask? It was about uh, doing musicals because he happens to be an avid singer. It was a great question. How do you, how do you know that as a cameraman? <laughs> Because I do my research. <laughs> that was Conroy's question. <laughs> why, why is the cameraman arresting me? <laughs> He's like, I know a question from the cameraman when I hear it. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, Adam or Seglia, did you have any uh, Batman the Image series memories growing up? Were you, were you guys fans? I'll, I'll shoot first. I, I, I remember watching it like after school as a kid. Um, I haven't gone back and rewatched it. I remember two episodes came to mind. I, I mentioned one to you before, James, which is perchance to dream mm-hmm. which uh like oh, definitely uh I, I remember very well and then the other one was the the clay face um i don't know if it's a two-parter or a three-parter i think it's two-parter it's a two-parter um yeah. i remember that one uh was awesome too so i have fond memories haven't gone back and watched it but i might might, I, might give I, it a look. I think it holds up there's only one bad well. episode right the uh you know which one I'm thinking of. Yeah, yeah where, Bruce, where, where Bruce, Bruce goes undercover and like the uh, like the oh, work God. the work camp and stuff like the that. that camp, that's actually yeah. where I thought you were going when you brought up the sewer king. My mind I was like, this defaulted. Is, oh, you to, thought I, I thought Zeke would bring that one my, up. My I was mind like, I don't know. Defaulted. It seems like an Adam episode. <laughs> I feel like they showed <laughs> that episode way too much too. Like I feel like it was always on for some reason. It's like get oh, out why? of here. Like I yeah. what is this night of the barely Sentinel? dressed as Batman. Why why would a child want to watch this? Yeah, exactly. Um, let's see, Travis in the chat. He says, uh, I met Kevin Conroy twice, uh, autograph and selfie at Los Angeles Comic-Con, Silicon Valley Comic-Con in San Jose. So cool. That's awesome, Travis. Yeah, he's he's a really nice guy. Maybe the problem's with Mark then, because he has a lot of stories like that. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's great to uh, meet him. James, we went to Rancho San Antonio, uh, San, uh, was it? Rancho, oh, Rancho uh, Obi-Wan. Rancho Obi-Wan in, um, in Silicon Valley. That's um, right. Comic-Con oh. Guys. On memories about yeah ab- absolutely we had that uh, really awful wolverine cosplayer uh <laughs> as well at silicon valley <laughs> comic-con uh welcome and welcome oh, hey, John. get Sorry, crowded I had, I had to get my coffee and my uh my muffin agent of the you know what 
we're doing all the things right on Best Damn Nerd Show tonight. Technical difficulties, cringy humor, John's late putting himself before the pod. This What's is, up, friends? This is great. How's everybody doing? Uh, we're doing great. I'm happy. I'm happy you're here. Agent of the Kieran Tor, Hall of Fame cyber athlete, Jonathan Craig. How are you? <laughs> Good. How are you guys? I see the I chat. Got, hi, hi, everybody in chat. I didn't know a lot of Kieran Tor was for years. When that was John's title, well, it was. It is. It is a bit of a secret. It is a bit of a secret society. So I don't blame you for that. I didn't know until I saw the Warcraft movie. Only the the elite know. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Well, we're running down topics that we never got to do whole episodes on uh, here, and you know we can we can just uh, quickly. So is this just an episode about you finding love then? Mm, you, you missed, <laughs> missed John, that part, John. John, you missed. <laughs> he has finally. A I've final, been apologizing for the last forty-five minutes. A final <laughs> Becca Hottie of the week. Yeah, Ooh. Mallory, a two-time honoree. <laughs> so you miss, you miss that. You have to, you have to catch that wherever, uh, wherever we're allowed to upload this. But yeah, we're r- running down uh, sort of topics that we never really had the chance to get to. John, since you got here, we never did, to my knowledge do a full episode on Battlestar Galactica. Correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, I don't believe certainly so. Certainly not during during this run. Uh, but just Battlestar Galactica w- was something that, that caught on like wildfire, you know, w- with us personally. I believe uh, first with, with you and Tim is my recollection mm. of it. Jeff, maybe you were already watching as well. I, I don't remember. I wasn't watching as consistently as them, but I had roommates who were watching, so I used to check episodes there. Also, they used to play it in the dining hall. Okay, back oh, really? at state. That's I. Oh. I watched them. Um, you know, it was like a Gaius on trial or whatever for oh. his <laughs> for his treachery. I, that was like yeah. the first episode I watched. I had no idea what was going on, but I liked it. Tim and I worked at Jamba Juice together, and our manager insisted that we watch it and so that was like the first that was like the early days of netflix sending dvds out and so we would like order the dvds watch whatever two or three episodes that are on a dvd and have to send it back and wait like a week to get the next (laughs) the next couple episodes brutal way to watch tv horrible (laughs) way to binge something for sure uh looking back on best uh excuse me on uh, battlestar galactica uh, just sort of, you know, where does it stand with, with you, the themes, like how did it sort of, you know, you know, make an impact with you? Uh, it made a huge impact. I actually, I rewatched it. I made Kristen watch it like a year ago and, uh, she loved it too, mostly cause it didn't have aliens and she didn't think that she liked sci-fi until she watched Battlestar. Uh, yeah, I, to me, like it, it had enough, it, it has enough like political intrigue to be entertaining for people who are not necessarily strictly sci-fi fans, but it also has plenty of great sci-fi elements and philosophies and thoughts to it. So yeah, I don't know. All around great show. I love it still. Jeff, how about for you? And I mean, please feel free to bring up the board game as well. (laughs) Yeah. I mean the, the, or not the original series, but the series that John was just referencing the one from the early two thousands, wasn't it recognized by the United Nations as far as just its political commentary and and things about like the war on terror, how you treat POWs, things like that. I mean, and that's really what science fiction is supposed to be about. It's, it's taking those political arguments and putting it like in a different sphere where either it's 
more easily digestible for readers or it's more interesting that way or yeah uh, yeah it's easier to kind of touch on those subjects without people having their personal defenses up because it's in a world that you know we don't already have like our political affiliations i love the series once i started watching it i rewatched a little of it during um the beginning of lockdown with COVID and everything like that. So it was good to revisit it again. I love the board game. It's one of the, I think the best designed board games I ever had where it really captures the spirit of the show. Um, mm-hmm. I've played with most of you guys. I know that. And, and you guys have played even on your own. I forget who else owns a copy of it, but I mean, uh, I think I've played with John more than anybody out of uh, people here on the show, just because we lived near each other. It's when also I, like, I, had it. I don't, I don't know like yeah. the timeline on the releases, but it's like secret Hitler before secret Hitler. <laughs> we're like yeah. we're yeah, like um, instantly everyone's accusing each other everyone's suspicious you don't know whose team is who's on like yeah secret hitler great. came much later and it definitely took like that piece of battlestar galactica i think the only board game that existed before that is uh shadows over camelot which is yeah. basically the exact or like same the, game or like but, mafia yeah. which isn't really a board game but it's like mm-hmm. a you know like know a party game or something like that. sure yeah i've yeah, never played it yeah. but yeah but I mean, it, it really, it has to do with like all the different spaces of Galactica. It has to do with who's a Cylon, who's not a Cylon. Uh, as with the expansions that came out, it becomes even much more complex because yeah. even if you're technically on the same team, human or Cylon, you may have different motivations. So there's like Cylons who it's in their best interest to help humanity and then humans that are kind of in it for themselves. I mean, very much yeah. like how the series went. I mean, that's that's how it went. Because I mean, Gaius was a human the entire time and he was someone that you really could not trust until... Maybe towards the end, he did a lot of good things, but like for the wrong. Well, reasons. I was I was gonna say that that yeah. was I feel like that was one of the first shows I remember watching where like it makes you sort of question your opinions about characters that you thought were evil or or characters yeah. that you thought were good. Like it sets them up and then makes you question it later on, and then it'll, it'll sometimes make you question it again. Uh, but it, it's also one of the first shows, uh, like having met you guys all in college. It was one of the first shows where I realized like how much James will identify with like a character in a movie or show or book or something. And like, and like claim parts of their identity as his own. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not denying it. (laughs) I just can't believe how adamantly you stand against Hilo because I feel like you're such a Hilo guy. You really are. I mean, I love, uh, there's like three characters I, I just absolutely love. Gaius Baltar, um, uh, what, what's Apollo's actual name? Leodama. Uh, Leodama. Leodama, and then, yeah, uh, Carl Agathon, Hilo. Mm. At one of the first episodes I ever watched the entire <laughs> James still hates Hilo. <laughs> was Hilo investigating <laughs> the doctor who actually was like sabotaging the healthcare of the Sagittarian mm. Uh yeah. colonists or whatever like that was great i thought that was a great episode Hilo yeah. to me was the one who was like most he's the guy who like captain america he drew that line in the sand and it's like no you move there were so many times where it's like no this is my ideology and i am not going to change it just based yeah. on whatever uh we're saying is the immediate threat at this time and i mean he i thought he started off so strong too where he, he gave up his seat for Gaius baltar because it's like you're one of the greatest minds of the human race, you need to live on where, I mean, yeah, you know, Hilo's not a bad guy, but he's like, I'm just a pilot. You know, it's like, you are more important than me. And he made that decision. I thought that was insane. 
you know, James, so James is hating this. I'm looking at his eyes <laughs> as he's hearing you compare him to Captain America. I love it. <laughs> you know, for me, so James can't counter it too much. He's like, I hate Hilo. Oh, but if he was the Captain America of Battlestar Galactica, I am Hilo. What, What's so, going? On? A real crisis of identity. What there. I what I can't stand is it's the the most major sort of decision that that Hilo fucks up, and I and I understand it for continuing the show. But I complete. I still disagree with not eliminating the Cylon threat with the virus or or whatever it was. And that is the man who would never commit genocide, though. Yeah. I again, to me, they're machines. So I, I don't think you can commit ge- genocide <laughs> against. All right, a but yeah, what's the machine? What's the machine and what's the sentient? <laughs> I think uh, I think Hilo like, was the first one. Intelligence. Hilo was the first one, except aside from maybe Gaius, although in a totally different way, that started viewing the Cylons in a different way. Yeah, like yeah, I he, think I mean, shit, on. he was stuck on the planet. He had no choice but to do it for his Yeah, well, because he was sleeping with one of them. Yeah, but I mean, I mean it, did, that, it, yeah. it did make him see it. Oh, no wonder side, you though. don't identify with Hilo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, got him. <laughs> Davis, you got any BSG thoughts or markers or Adam said? It's, it's uh, you know, we brought up the board game and. You know, we had one you night. You fucked me, Mark. <laughs> you fucked me. Well, that me. was a great night. Yeah. Well, <laughs> fucked me. I don't know if you're even referencing that one. It's not. It's not even that oh, night. Wow. It was okay. me. It was me, John, Tim, and somebody else. And James might have been there. Uh, no, t- oh. because the fr- Tim, this is, Tim the is a time. Cylon. Tim is a Cylon. He's a Cylon synthesizer. For- if no, nothing else. <laughs> yeah. First sure. time we we ever played this game. And Tim, of course, is going to play Gaius Baltar because he yeah. loves That's Gaius. His yeah. That's mm-hmm. his man. And he pulls a Cylon card. He's a Cylon. But because Gaius wasn't a Cylon, he refused to play that way. And so yeah. everybody – so we won, like, super easy. It was he like that. Gaius Baltar. That's the problem. <laughs> yeah, he was doing Because he was like, I, I, I'm this character. This is what he would do. And therefore, I will uh, not play in Cylon. I respect and so it. We, we didn't actually get a real experience of the game for the first time, and it was super angering. I remember being so mad <laughs> because I just wanted a real experience of that game because Jeff talked it up so much. The first time I ever played it, I didn't get a great experience either because I played as Gaius Baltar, and um, so I was president because I was second in line. And there was somebody else I played with who absolutely did not trust me only because I was Gaius Baltar. Not anything that I did. He just did not trust the character. I, and and I so he that sounds, it good sounds reasonable. Wow. And it's just, yeah. Well, it was, was a tremendous performance in the show, so I, I can't fault him for it. You know, like, take one look at Gaius also Baltar. Also, great uh, season one Arrow character. Um, oh, fuck, I forget his name. But he was, uh, he was like a great trist- character. The, the Artful Dodger or something like Artful that. Artful Dodger, that was what it was. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he was so fast moving. I just remember, like, my first time playing it, what was over at at Davis's apartment, and and my wife Comic-Con. gets on the phone, and, and starts yelling over the phone that Mark's a Cylon, Mark's a Cylon, Mark's a Cylon, and then that <laughs> turned all of you guys against me, and I was not <laughs> throwing me in the brig. Then James fucked me. <laughs> you know sorry, what was Mark. great was there were no uh, was there even a Cylon in the first? I don't think I don't was. think there was a Cylon in the first round. But James okay. was such a distrustful bitch that that's what <laughs> screwed us over in the first place. 
he was against me and my admiralty <laughs> at the time. And it's like, yeah, you completely, you completely it's, it's And then Davis and I ended up becoming Cylons in the second round. It's like, thanks, James, thanks for this victory. <laughs> and the irony as it came full circle this past year when we were playing the the Thing board game, which is sort of similar in, in terms of the, the infected effect, I trusted yeah. Jeff implicitly more than anyone else on the board, and he was the Thing. <laughs> I want to, it's so reminiscent. I don't know if John even remembers this time that we played it, but there was a time when John, uh, my girlfriend at the time, and I were playing Battlestar Galactica. Yeah. And John just refused to believe that I was the Cylon, which I was. <laughs> and my girlfriend she was, was so mad. Plead, she was pleading <laughs> with John. She's like, he is sabotaging everything. Look. Please. And John was just like, nah, I just don't believe it. And then when I finally revealed myself, like, John wasn't even pissed. He was just like, really? Yeah, like, like I mean, I look, some him. swords, some swords you're willing to die on, you know? Yeah. The J <laughs> team she, overall. <laughs> the words that came out of her she, mouth. She was, very, John. she was very upset. <laughs> really upset. <laughs> the profanities. It it does. It does. Uh, it reminds me, though, of, of being in uh, Vegas uh, playing secret Hitler with you guys. That was so much <laughs> Just fun. Just how passionate and accusing <laughs> and angry everyone was almost immediately. Like, it didn't, I don't even think people fully comprehended the rules before they just started getting angry at each other. It was just great to scream at each other. And yeah, I mean, yeah. and when you it's can healthy. shoot God the gun forgive me, and I'm kill glad people. I got to be Hitler the last time. Basic, basically, these, these board games are just a vessel to yell at people. It, like, that's, that's really what they're designed healthy, for. Healthy venting. Absolutely. So, yeah. we can't can't bring up uh, Battlestar Galactica uh, without bringing up Richard Hatch and what Richard Hatch has meant to the long history of the best damn nerd show uh, and, and, you know, nerd culture overall. Obviously, he was in, in both versions of Battlestar Galactica, but as we got to know him through going to Comic-Con and him sort of holding the line uh, for Battlestar Galactica, keeping the torch lit, I, I think one more time, you know, for the final interval we should talk about the genesis and the enjoyment of the hatch jokes and, and, and everything therein. So whoever wants to start, I have a, you know, like a 10 minute compilation queued up, but I figure that might put, put you guys to sleep. <laughs> so I figure I, I, I would, uh, I would let post you that later. <laughs> yeah. You know, whatever. I'll edit it in and post. There you go. There's no, everyone take a drink. Uh, but so if who wants to start in terms of what you remember about the hatch jokes and in how they started and just hatch the man and Jeff, I know, uh, I know probably you'd probably be the best one to to start us off here i mean yeah richard hatch he played adama or apollo in the the first series and then he played uh tom zarek in the the sequel series uh he really was that lone to or torchbearer for the battlestar galactica property he was the guy who was always there representing what i thought was a huge sci-fi property but it really was like on his shoulders for years um to make sure that it was kind of continued to be on the forefront of nerddom I don't know why we started those jokes with him. Maybe it was because the panel was so uh, just ill-equipped and poorly it's functioning. It's kind of like the start of the show tonight. Yeah, it, it, well, and, it, and it's how we began, like, the 2012 uh, Comic-Con, which was great. It was Davis's first one. It was, like, you know, John's and uh, yours, like, second or third one. You know, it's like, it was so much fun. It was so... It was so like BDNS almost, you know what I mean? It's like Richard Hatch just flying the seat of his pants. It's like he doesn't know who's going to show up. He's just sort of asking like real open Q&A with the audience as far as like, well, what would you like to see in a 
Battlestar Galactica movie or sequel or anything. I think like the that. reality is that there's something like as much as as much as like we do respect his work and and him as as a as an actor, like there is something very tragic about the guys who are always available for conventions. And he, I mean that was his, you know, schedule. and and he, he is that everywhere. guy. He yeah, is that he guy. Was. So I think it's like you joke you joke to like to like cover the tragedy you know what i mean well and, I, I, and I think that's where it was born from and then it, it was just the dark benedict story uh, honestly yeah. where a lot of it oh, came from because he's yeah. telling this story about how you know dirk benedict like he's alluding to the fact that dirk was that he played who played starbuck in the original uh and right yeah, and, yeah. and face in the A-team, yeah. Yeah, so he's, like, alluding to, you know, Dirk had all these women coming in and out of his trailer thinking that he's telling stories about, you know, him being this 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 ladies' man. And then the punchline of the whole thing is he's, he's giving them free lunches in there. He's making them lunch in his trailer. <laughs> and, like, Hatch was, like, so jealous of the fact that he wasn't getting the free lunch. And, look, I get it. We've all had con food. Both the quality and the price are, are not ideal. Uh, it wreaks havoc upon your body after a whole week but that was sort of the the birth of you know i i feel like the first sort of salvo of hatch jokes was was talking about the fact that he was he was always on the lookout for a free lunch and i will never forget i mean the details are sketchy but the feeling will never leave me all of us in the hotel room sitting in that like circle just topping, constantly one-upping one another as the hatch jokes kept spiraling and spiraling. I, I forget who had to go to the airport. It might have been Davis and, and John. Uh, Davis was taking... Uh, I, had to, I had to leave, too. Or John was taking Davis to the airport and then he was driving up to L.A. And you and I were spending a couple more days at the con. And so you and I were sitting down and watching them pack up. And we, and we were just shooting the shit and telling the jokes. And then they just gravitated towards us once they were done. And I mean, I, I really do feel it's one of the greatest moments in BDNS history. And I wish that entire conversation was recorded because <laughs> I don't think I've ever felt as in sync with any of you <laughs> as I did with just that hot potato of hat shitting on I don't, th- it was I ridiculous. don't think I've ever felt as in sync with another human being. And we were, we were all, we were all flying. It was a hive mind. Yeah. We were in our <laughs> Jaegers and we were kicking some Kaiju ass, man. Like it was, it was unbelievable just how like, it, like you said, in sync we were. And it was to the point where I knew you guys had to leave and none of us wanted to break the spell. You know, yeah. and end it, and yeah. not, none of it was mean spirited about Richard. You know, we in you know the years the best damn nerd show. Like we have always loved the jokes. I, I love that. I forget who uh, who it was. Let me. I believe it was Johnny, uh, one of our listeners, that was the one that went to another convention and offered him a sandwich or, or something like classic. that, which is the, I think the first sort of hatch moment. <laughs> yeah. The hashtags. It's like the first moment is like, wow. Like somebody actually took one of our jokes and like ran with it in real life. Like that is insane <laughs> to me. Uh, but coming <laughs> to of all the jokes, let it be that hatch joke. That was, it, that was one of my favorite moments. I think uh, as far as something from a listener, that was just classic. Yeah, ab- absolutely. And, you know, again, and then the, you know, the sort of more serious side of it is that he was that torchbearer for Battlestar Galactica and yeah. for and really did care and give a damn about what the fans had to say and, and, and everything like that. Uh, so, you know, they definitely appreciate him for that. It was, it was sad that, you know, some of that wasn't appreciated until it was too late and he, and he died, you know, and that's... It's too bad because he was the one keeping the lights on for a great property. 
And then, I mean, kind of look, I mean, COVID's kind of screwed things up, but there were, there was a convention after the convention that he passed. And I don't think there was anything for Battlestar Galactica. So, I mean, it just proved how important he was as far as to that property goes. They, they had the BSG panel right after he had passed. And, you know, I'm, I was, it was really touching what everybody said, but I thought the more touching panel was for, um, that, that, that small movie. indie movie that he had done a role in and all the actors and the director, they all had very nice stories to say about just their work with Richard Hatch. And I mean, all of the jokes really did come from a place of love. We were all legitimate fans. I'm glad that James and I actually got to meet him face to face, get that picture. I definitely made sure that was a part of my slideshow for my wedding that I, I wanted that. Richard Hatch <laughs> to be present at my wedding. And that. <laughs> God damn, I, I I miss him so much. <laughs> like he was he was terrific. I absolutely love that. Um, I can't think of anybody else I would have. Rather I mean, there's there's Comic-Con. something to be said for people who like <clears throat> realize the moment that they're in in nerd culture and like embrace it rather than getting frustrated with the fans for criticisms yeah. that they might have or or whatever. Like realizing that if you embrace it and you listen and you like embody it and respect it, you can have people that are fans of yours for life essentially yeah yeah any anybody else got anything for hatch or bsg before we uh before we press on here so i just remember my first experience oh with i it. do too was first comic <laughs> yeah, you critical son of a and bitch you guys blew this up that like this is tradition we have to go see richard hatch he's amazing <laughs> he's amazing we gotta go to this panel it's my first time in all these heavy crowds all this cool stuff i could be looking at and I say, sure, guys, why would you lead me astray? And we go up to this <laughs> and panel, and he's, and he's just there on the dais by himself. He's always he's there. Like, it's like, ah, they're late. Ah, oh, they're in traffic or whatever. No one ever came. <laughs> no one ever came. <laughs> that's the and line he uses every year. We came, that's exactly Mark. What it's supposed to be. That's why we made now. sure to go. And I had 80 minutes now they're going to show up. I hadn't watched BSG yet, so I'm just like, I have no frame of reference for this I guy. don't even think and you have to watch with the audience. appreciate Hatch. I, I left. I think that first one is <laughs> when left. he started kicking out, you know, ideas to fans and what stuff that they wanted to see and, and things like that. I remember seeing like like clips of his own like fanfic Star Trek movie or something. Yeah, prelude to Axanar. There yeah, he played a Klingon. Yeah. Sure. Best Klingon <laughs> sure. ever. Sure, this guy does. <laughs> oh, my goodness. But I, d- I did end up falling for him beyond that after watching through the series. How and, could you and not? Fun appreciation. Yeah. yeah. Uh, my, maybe my favorite. <laughs> Uh, birthday greeting on Facebook ever is courtesy of Jeff Bud, which is just a it's a a photo of Richard Hatch with two salads in front of him. He's just doing double thumbs, thumbs up. up. <laughs> We're eating good, boys. We're eating good. We're all systems go right now, and you know, so say we all. Rest in peace, Richard Hatch. And my, I think my favorite enduring sort of best damn nerd show meme or through line, whatever you want to call it, or the hatch jokes, the hashtags, um, and God, yeah, that moment. I wish I wish I could travel back in time and just be a fly on the wall and, and watching us uh, do, do our thing. It's just, um, yeah. it was incredible. Uh, and, you know, we had a lot of fun doing the best damn nerd show proper. We've had a lot of uh, different sort of spinoffs and, and everything like that throughout the years. And I know a big time favorite uh, of Jeff Bud's is, was 
movie night. So I want to take some time and and relive some movie night memories as well. And this is very much so going to involve uh, the executive producer, Adam Zika, who maybe his his most, just the most havoc he wreaked upon the best dinner show came <laughs> in movie night. But let's let's start with, uh, with you guys having a little fun at my expense. This is uh, for the movie night, though. He just goes, all right, we're back at movie night. Here's movie night. <laughs> all hey, right. We're back, it's movie night. That's the intro. That's how you guys hear me. So, you want me to cut that? <laughs> just keep going. Wow. Welcome back to movie night, everybody, with the best damn nerd show. I'm James Kincaid. These are my shithead podcast mates who I used to call friends. <laughs> Professor Chris Davis. Ah, it's a movie night. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, all right. When has James ever sounded like that? Thank you, John. <laughs> Agent of the Kieran Tour, Jonathan Craig. Hey, yo. I was really excited to do this. <laughs> and the Kira Commissar, Jeff Fudd. And we're back at movie night. <laughs> Welcome to that movie night. <laughs> you guys sound like the Coneheads. Is that the movie we're doing? No. Uh, anyway, uh, that's yeah. That's the one I watched. Let's you know, do I'm really, I'm really embarrassed because I went to go see What's Your Number this weekend. And it looks like that's not what we're doing. Oh. <laughs> and you were you were alone in the theater and like actually really upset Christ. about having Anna to see Ferris it. And uh, I don't know his name, Captain America. They were awesome together. <laughs> I really enjoyed it. I'm just gonna call him Steve Rogers from now on. <laughs> Why did you go see that? Was he in that? Um, I have a girlfriend. Touche, good sir. Yeah, it's like I was able to play with my Magic the Gathering cards this weekend, and it's like, well, you know, there's another side to that coin. I was going to go see what's your number. <laughs> so, yeah, you know, you guys like to have, have a little bit of fun at my expense, but here, here is another uh, movie night moment that uh, I will always remember, and I think Davis will too. And we do have one more week of horror movie nights, gentlemen, and I do have an announcement, a surprise for, for everyone in the Best Damn Nerd Show. Ooh, ooh. Just like any good horror villain, you know, when, when you think they're gone... They come back. Uh oh. The movie night isn't gonna be picked Holy by Jeff, shit. John, Davis, or me, or Seglia, oh, or Tim. No, no. Yeah. Don't let him do it. Oh yeah. <laughs> Don't let him do it. Adam Zika is oh, picking dear. the next movie. And it is last movie night we chopped him up into a bunch of pieces and sent him in different countries. <laughs> True evil can never die. <laughs> God damn you, Adam. The movie is Fred 2, Night of the Living Fred. <laughs> no! <laughs> Just in time for the October movie nights. That's so fucking classic Zika. <laughs> in Adam's defense, best of the Fred trilogy. I, I, have, a, I have a question for Mark. Um, I heard that last, last year, uh, there, you got a Secret Santa gift. Oh, hey! <laughs> Um, yes. <laughs> and uh, that you were graced with the entire Fred trilogy. Um, what was? How did you like them? Obviously, you watched them. You know, I'm gonna cherish that so much. I have to leave it in its packaging. You know, it's a collector. Yeah. Stinky it's, it's P, right, it's right Stinky P with... philosophy. I can't open the goods. It's right there. Zombie it. bacon. Okay, yeah. so you have to buy a second Mint set to watch it. Package. <laughs> Mint in package. Don't want to, don't want to, you know, lower the value of, of that great collection there. 
Oh my god. Well, you know, so Fred the Fred movies, Adam, do you do you have a favorite movie night that you you forced us to watch? Do you do you have a particular is it Gamebox 1.0? It cannot be I veto Mummy Mania. Like that that is without Mummy Maniac. That or whatever it was. That was unfucking watchable. Well, Adam and I were talking about that yesterday. Yeah, Jeff, Jeff reminded me that it's a lost episode. Oh, is that true? It, was, it, was, it never got, it never God. got recorded. I something... sat through that entire fucking movie and it never made it on. A lost episode of movie night, huh? Yes. Never heard that one before. Yeah, so segue away. <laughs> <laughs> I hadn't even thought about that. I didn't even have the lost episodes on my list. But yes, Seglia, we did do a movie night of Three Ninjas. All right, I'm out. It's not, not Three Ninjas. ninjas. Surf it's Surf Ninjas. ninjas. What? <laughs> Guansu, dude. I can see how it got lost. Money can't buy knives, dude. We did surf ninjas. We did surf ninjas. This was fun. I'm out of here. Hey, genius. If you're taking off, I was kidding, but I actually do have to go. Just Sigley was always this close to leaving because of the shit that you did with surf ninjas. So you know, we did do surf ninjas, but before you go, just any any parting words you you would like to offer. Uh, thanks to the fans, you know, uh, honestly, uh, without, uh, you listening, it would just be, uh, a bunch of us just talking randomly to, to each other and yelling uh, at each other, yelling at each other and screaming at each other for no particular reason, because that's what James just does to people. But, uh, I truly appreciate, um, you guys, you know, friends for life for sure. And, uh, you know, as far as the panelists, you guys are, uh, you guys are my homies, dude. You know, we're bros. I miss you. See so, uh, life. Yeah. Thank, thanks. Uh, thanks, everyone, for the memories. And, uh, you know, we're going to continue the show. It's just whenever we're around each other, it's just going to happen. So it's going to happen know, organically. It's, yeah. It's Colin who, Gray. Who we are. You know, you know, people, people Justin, are going to be subscribed to the Spotify for like 10 years. I hope cool. just that. Every once in a while, something will pop up. Yeah. <laughs> you know, just come on. Mary, come on. Come on out and just, uh, you know, hang out and we'll we'll do a show for you. Zach, Zach says, going to miss you, Segs. Thanks for everything, man. So say we all. Yeah. You guys you. remember Revision 3? Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Fuck we beat them, man. Our pilot, baby. Fucking Ichabod <laughs> Crane and all that. Yeah, the pilot. Uh, by the way, shout out Brian Donnelly uh, as well, you know, who was a former host of the Best Damn Nerd Show. Uh, but, yes, I remember Revision 3. And thank you for everything, Chris. And um, there'll be something for you later on in the episode. So I hope you, hope you come back and listen. Um, but love you, Wait, man. What the fuck does that mean? <laughs> yeah. You just have to tune in. <laughs> just have oh, to tune God. in to find Bye. out. Bye. <laughs> uh, something for all be the end. <laughs> uh, back to movie night though. Uh, Adam. So do you have a particular favorite dreadful movie that you made us watch? Is it Fred two? What, what is it? Uh, I, I think I, I think is the it Fred your next trilogy, pick? <laughs> I, yeah, they can always get worse, but I, I think the Fred trilogy, um, really, uh, really, really did it. I, I think we all bonded over that. I know Davis was legitimately a fan of the movies, um, from what I remember. <laughs> and, uh, uh... and so uh, I'm hoping there's a fourth, I'm hoping there's a fourth that comes out, even though, uh, like we were discussing maybe, earlier uh i don't know if it was before we were on air that we don't know what's going on with the person who played fred anymore yeah yeah, I, yeah we had a big fred conversation back. before you jumped fred on today. We, yeah we, yeah we were actually yeah i don't think you were Damn there for that. we actually discussed save it for fred the show advance. i know uh but i i do want to i do want to say that nothing I, in 13 years 
Um, uh, I appreciated you having me on for uh, all those movie nights, and I, I think the movie nights maybe were when was when I made my first appearance. I yeah. yes, if, if I remember correctly, I don't think I was I, I was on the the main show at first. Um, and so uh, I had to it, it I had awesome. to ease them into you, Adam. <laughs> had to warm you oh. up. <laughs> know where we go with that. But, we had to um, know where uh, our money was going. No, I just you know I wanted them to get to know you a little bit before we we brought you into the the BDNS proper and actually Jeff and, and the listeners too because uh, yeah we we didn't greenlight any new memberships yet <laughs> so you were part of the the X Factor the movie night group yeah and then yeah. we uh, we moved you on I, I was were you going to consult the notes James uh, well I was just going to say that you know Jeff sent me these wonderful notes where he had started archiving. Uh, things from Best Damn Nerd Show episodes, and he made mention that episode 88, I believe it was, is your first yeah. first appearance on wow. Best Damn Nerd Show proper. Uh, and I, I do want to give Mark an opportunity here, though, because I, as far as I'm concerned, I played that movie night intro. Uh, and so as far as I'm concerned, we are currently in movie night. So Mark, finally, after these many years, what did you think of Tusk? <laughs> oh, dude, Tusk is great. Oh, this is the best. Okay, cut him so, off. Not, a little, little I went, story. I went and I saw it by myself in theaters, and it was so delightful. It, it gives you absolutely everything it promised. Grown man turned into a walrus. Horrifying <laughs> delight, and uh, it holds I up want. a second time. You watch it too. You watch it again. Still gets you. Still gets you. It's a beautiful film. Dude, man meets walrus. Man loves walrus. Man makes a walrus. It's 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 fucking beautiful thing. You guys really should watch it. It oh, is worth beautiful. a watch. What, it is one, worth a watch. One of my favorite Genesis Rodriguez best damn nerd beautiful. show moments was Mark being adamant about that he wanted to talk about the movie Tusks Tusk, and I vetoed it, and I guess I just sort of shot it down out of hand uh and mark during his intro i don't remember what episode we'll have to get the ar- the archivist on it but when i introduced mark he just goes, yeah how about that movie tusk it was great <laughs> <laughs> just, wasn't wasn't having any of my shutdown on it so one of the things i knew when we brought up movie night i wanted to give you an opportunity to say your piece about the movie tusk deserving deserving of a movie night it uh, could still happen it you know, no, it's the final interval. Uh, yeah, movie night, though. Movie night lives on. Yeah, it's true. It's a different brand. Spin-off. Yeah, okay. Uh, for is those there more of... Arrow, too? What is that? On target. on target. More on target as well? If we could have movie night? Can that live on? Mm. Uh... That show's dead. Now that Last we have that Hawkeye show, you got to finish that Hawkeye show. Who wants dude. to make fun of a show that hasn't even aired yet? That's insane. Why should the BDNS do that? Because we always have. Hey, Mark, you want to grab a drink after the show? How about two dozen? My watch <laughs> has stopped. I don't understand, James. It's been magnetized. <laughs> Said the magic words, Davis. On target. <laughs> so, Tusk movie night's over. We're into on target stuff now. And. <laughs> <laughs> And from now on, we're doing this. Yeah, one of our perhaps our greatest uh, spinoff property based upon a show, of which there are at least two that I can think of. So, uh, 
Jeff in his archiving also brought up the first time that On Target was mentioned on the show, and I went back and I and I found it. Man, I really like his his friends too. Also, I, I, I told you, I so. like him. I just I'm worried. I'm worried. This I could see him getting killed though by the end of the first season. Yeah, I'll I tell you that, that much. Oh yeah, well, because somehow Laurel and Arrow gotta be together. Well, I thought Laurel's friend brought up a very good point. It's like uh, the only person that you've been with since Oliver is Oliver's best friend. It's like, yeah, she's she's Oliver Queen on the mind right now. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, absolutely. There's there's no getting around that. Uh, well, and, and, I don't blame her, though. I mean, he's a real dreamboat, and he is a billionaire, if nothing else. I, I did mean, like – Fuck, he could uh, look like Danny DeVito. He's a billionaire. All right. We're gonna... I will say this. Uh, the choreography for Arrow, I, I like how he utilizes the bow in like hand-to-hand combat. I do, too. I like that. Yeah, I've well. never seen anything like that before. It looks so cool. Yeah. I think the costume is, is cool, too. I think it's... And I think, uh, like, realistic, too. That, that guy, and we, 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 we've talked about this. The actor that plays him, he's just... This, he's I love this. cool guy. And he yeah, I want to be his friend. Yeah, <laughs> we want to be friends with him. I'm going to go ahead and give him another open invitation. <laughs> we'll send out another Spit one of those. Face. None have been returned, but many have been sent. <laughs> Open invitation to uh, be on the guys. Nobody's RSVP'd to our show, and <laughs> it's getting really close. I bought a lot of chipsy dip, and we're not going to be able to eat all this ourselves. I just want to know and quite when a I bit go of ice. store how many twelve packs am I picking up, and none of you have fucking said anything. <laughs> Richard Hatch is a yes. Yeah, well, he, <laughs> there he, he is. As soon as that Facebook invite went out, he was already attending. Well, because it said like food and beverages will be provided. <laughs> All right, well, let's leave uh, Arrow right there. Uh, we'll pick it back up again uh, next week. I'm excited to see where they go with it. And uh, Same Arrow time, same Arrow station. Love it. <laughs> right on. You're, 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 you're on target, Jeff. <laughs> Bullseye. <laughs> Shit. Mother. <laughs> So that was that a legend was, is born. That was the birth of On Target. As you can see, Richard Hatch still a part of it. But really, talking Arrow and doing you know the On Target uh, episodes and stuff like that. Some of my fondest best damn nerd show, uh, memories. Uh, Marco, you stuck with arrow through the very end. What, what do you, what did you love uh, about the series and, and just doing on target, man? I love that. They just kept introducing more characters along the way and they really let them all kind of breathe. It wasn't cramming in too much. I felt, but man, when they started jumping into like future scape, uh, Arrow on the final season and like going with his like kids and trash. Was trash but, <laughs> you but I you did. Mark didn't like it. Dude, yeah, and they're still trying to live her on too. Like Oliver Queen's kid as like grown up lady Is that Arrow a show? in what it, about uh, it, it cameos and other stuff. Uh, they did like a Connor Hawk ish, but not really. Okay, yeah. Uh, the show had a lot of really good moments in. It. I mean. Ollie Queen in jail? Ollie Queen in jail, dude? Prison riots? Dope. I was that with that Cody was... Rhodes? Yeah. I think so. Yeah, That's right. I remember that. And that's when they became fast friends. That's right. Yeah, they, they still doing that Heels show together, or did that even come out? I don't know. Heels it did, is out it, it, it did come out. I don't know if it got picked up for a season two. I didn't see. Gotcha. Uh, yeah. Jeff, what about you on Target? You're just warm and fuzzies about that time period of the nerd show, dude. Oh boy. I tell you the first season and a half of arrow. What a, what a magical time that was on the CW. When you say season and a half, what outfit am I thinking of from season two? That little Russian snow bunny. 
<laughs> from the character from uh, Firefly when they were in the Russia. Oh shit! That that's a great episode. <laughs> that too. is a great episode. That's a great uh, Deadshot episode. Honor. Yep, that's a great honor episode. That was man. Deadshot became such a great character. It's a shame that uh they had to kill him Table. off because they. They were thinking it's like just Will Smith is dead shot now. And and now and, and look what happened there. And well, and now in 2021, those rules don't even apply anymore. Could have had them both. Yeah, I know we could have had them both. It, it breaks well, my heart. In one but, of the um, big crossovers, they tied in the Zack Snyder movie universe actors coming in and cameoing on. I think it was for Infinite Earths. Yeah, wasn't Ezra yeah. on um, mm-hmm. the Flash? Flash. Yeah, yeah. a beautiful exchange. I, you I can watched find it that. on YouTube. It's delightful. yeah. I, I watched it on YouTube. I'm not going to sit through the Flash anymore. But yeah, that was great. I really did enjoy <laughs> the exchange between those two characters. Um, what else was I going to say? Oh, you know, as far as like segments for the show, though, I mean, that was one that like if you're looking for something that we were passionate about and like you know really put effort into, it's like I mean, yeah, we loved on target. That was the best part of the show for a long time. At least the part I looked forward to the most. I remember I had a good long run at Comic-Con getting the arrow bag for like four or five consecutive years. Dude, we had such a great streak. Swaps just to get it. We yeah, love, we yeah. We we were very passionate about that show. I mean, just that that intro where we were making up our own lines and <laughs> doing all that stuff. <laughs> I know, <we're... laughs> so good. A blood transfusion—that's insane. Insane. <laughs> I got a reference. Uh, Interscope said it here. I know. Uh, uh, gay Florida nerd said it to me in a private chat earlier, but old school. Respect. Respect. <laughs> yeah, so. Respect the mayor. God, God, I remember re- watching that episode with you and Davis. That was great. Dude, <laughs> honest, honestly, I, I remember being at the radio station, uh, you know, working and having Arrow on, texting you guys while we were. It's just, it was so much fun, like to have like that sort of destination programming show. And I think that was kind of the first one that we all got in together at the, at the start on, you know. Um, and it could have just... been the cape, guys. We just refused to watch it. <laughs> Spider silk. <laughs> Davis, uh, any any on target thoughts? You're the one that brought it up. Don't fall asleep I mean, on me, boy. Uh, no, <laughs> I mean we're drinks deep. We're we're in the cups at this point. Uh, no, I mean it. It just no. All I can think of now is Felicity and what that show oh. turned into. Was just it was just the Felicity and Friends show, and I don't know why they went that way. <laughs> and they, uh, it was very strange. But I, the first three seasons, I want to say, uh, were just blissful memories, and they really had something going. And you know, it, it's not surprising that you know after that long, it kind of loses its its little thing that it had, and it went a different direction. But it was it was a lot of fun for three seasons. Yeah, we we had a <clears throat> we had a couple couple good seasons. I, I feel like after season two, it started to really precipitously Dude, fall off. The, the Roy Harper stuff was great. Once they built out Team Arrow with Mister Terrific and Ragman, Wild Dog, that was really cool too. An actual real Black Canary. It, it had some good stuff in the later years. Look, John but... Barrowman. You know that because I didn't watch Torchwood and I was not super familiar with John Barrowman before Arrow, and because of that show, I I did become familiar with him and I, I loved him as as Merlin, and uh, yeah, I just uh, his his enjoyment. I loved that Comic Con panel where he teased for us that he would be coming back to Arrow uh, and everything like that. That was that was great. And yes, Jeff did have a pocket full of I told you so's in that uh, Birth of On Target that he did predict the death of uh, Tommy Merlin. Tommy Merlin. Yes. Which, uh, R.I.P. 
Tommy, open your eyes. Uh, what was that? Three Ghosts, great season two episode as well. Yes. Um, yeah, it was it was it was super fun. Adam, you were a part of a different TV uh, spinoff on the Best Damn Nerd Show. You were a part of White Hat, Black Hat when we were talking Westworld. When we got into mm. cowboy stuff. That's uh, a good one. <laughs> you know, I really, I really loved Westworld. Got very passionate about it, but boy, did that fall off a cliff. I, was, I mean, we're still watching them, but uh, I'm not. I, oh, you, you didn't watch season three? I didn't watch season two. I, I oh, like not okay, all so of you it. really fell off. I, I okay. like, I watched a few episodes, and I was like, this sucks. I'm out. Um, yeah, it, it's, it, I mean, at this point, direction wise, I don't know if they have a plan, I, I think they're just kind of running with it. Um, it. It's got some cool sci-fi elements, but the story itself isn't nearly as interesting when like they're basically taking it out of the worlds. Um, like once, once you've kind of done that, it's yeah, you're kind of out, but I do remember our big debate back on, on that uh, for the first season. Um, I don't about, about one. I don't know if you remember this, but about one, uh, uh, non uh, CGI'd uh, younger version of uh, of of the man in the black hat. Oh yeah, we can spoiler. Should we? I mean, do you remember? Like, I remember this back and forth. Jeff was there. We were talking about it. That. Go ahead, illuminate me. The they uh, they cheated us on on that twist. They cheated us on that twist because. They just picked a, a dude who looked who looked very different than um, <laughs> the, <laughs> the older version of himself. I, I, and I, still, I have no recollection Harris, of debating stand, this. What a stupid take! I still stand by this. Ta- I still stand I by this take. I stand by this take. So go back. I, this is just a reminder for, to go back and and listen and look what happened. Look where the series went, and it's because of that, <laughs> obviously. I so Adam was so adamant that there wasn't a time skip. I remember that. And yeah. then like when we gave him our, our reasoning they for it, he just totally <laughs> shot it down. He's they, like, uh, none they of that. Cheated really. they, fooled, because they fooled Adam. That's, that's they fooled Adam. He didn't they take CGI'd it right. They a younger they did version it. of Anthony Hopkins. <laughs> when you CGI someone and you don't CGI someone else, you're cheating. I thought I thought though <laughs> the, the issue was that because we kept uh, com- we kept like comparing you to uh, to William's uh, friend from season one that was just doing the starter quests, and you didn't you didn't like that. I didn't I didn't fancy that that was my character, but you know, I mean, what, once you go into Westworld, things just kind of develop, right? So, it, it's what it's what it is. Oh um, my god! I I have to I have to go. Okay, uh, everyone. So I just, but I wanted to to uh, say thank you to the whole crew here. It's been awesome. Um, even though you know I've only been attending as a guest every now and then, and uh, obviously keeping our our books as much in the in the black as I can, though they're very much deep in the red. Although less in the red by four dollars and ninety nine cents as of today. <laughs> so thank you. And it's uh, but uh, thanks for all the. Uh, Thanks for all the listens and the and the listeners and the folks here. I recognize a lot of names from back in the day as well. It's been awesome. You were uh, you were a phenomenal part of it. I always loved having you on. Someday maybe somebody will hear that event horizon uh, movie night. But oh boy, it was classic. <laughs> oh that's the that's the other one. That's the, the other one. Episodes. <laughs> yeah. I, I Adam think, and I were talking about that yesterday too. I think one day if you can release all the lost episodes, except maybe the um, Surf Ninjas one. You got you got a fan. Uh, Josh Leahy says, "Love you, Adam. Thanks for making the guys watch the worst movies." Oh, thanks, Josh. Mm, I hope you've been life. watching them along with us as well. <laughs> <laughs> Probably right. not. I doubt it. Have a good one. Love you. Love you, Adam.
good riddance. <laughs> well, the, tag, the tagline for movie night should have just been we watch so you don't have to oh that is good it's well just, maybe next time all adam <laughs> yeah. too late now john maybe, yeah. maybe maybe for the reboot of the reboot or was that a fucking decade ago adam always uh so i i think with people having to go and i know it's it's <laughs> it's starting to get a little bit late uh, here at the best damn nerd show hi joe um Maybe just play a few a few more clips and then and go into something that I that I have that I want to say to you guys. Um, so, but I do have some some stuff to play, and this this one is is a is a gem. So the preamble is was the conversations that happened in between the show. In my opinion, some of the best conversations happened before the show actually started. Go ahead, John. You got something to say? I just saying, oh God! <laughs> oh no, it's trust me. Uh, by the it's way, Interscope. Whoa, Jesus Christ! Is that real? For Comic Con, the hundred dollars. I'm glad he waited uh, no, till Adam. Thank you. Adam. Yeah, that doesn't go to Adam. <laughs> Wait, hundred. Don't tell Adam. hundred and five total is Interscope. C is 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 he uh, Steve Stapleton? Whoever gave us a hundred dollars back in the day, and we were oh, we were rich. You are now just our that. highest donor. Thank you so I remember much. You just that. gave us hundred bucks yeah. for Comic Con and the books. Uh, yeah, that's back linked, in the that's day, linked, that's linked to my bank, right? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> back back in the SF State days, we put like a PayPal link and didn't expect anyone to ever donate. And some yeah. guy donated. Steve Stapleton donated hundred dollars, and I remember for like a week, we were all just walking around like, why Dude. would someone? Why would someone <laughs> give us money? <laughs> Um, that's incredible. Uh, thank you we so spent our time entertaining so very yeah. much. But the preamble was was always something that that I really enjoyed. Some of my favorite like jokes and and stuff like that uh, came from the preamble. Uh, but you know, also completely non radio friendly so, conversation. Yeah, so, sometimes, sometimes, and yeah, and sometimes hosts weren't really on humanity um, friendly. Some, sometimes some of the hosts weren't really uh, on board with me with me using that bonus content. You making up for something in a past life? Like, what did you do? And welcome back to movie night. <laughs> the best damn. Watch him and throw that into the show too. Like, you know, how, like sometimes he sneaks like early dialogue into the intro. Now I notice, like, and mention me talking like, I, I forget what I said in like uh, one of them. I was wearing fucking underwear or something like that. Like, slap you in the face, James. <laughs> Those are private conversations that I'm having. What if I'm talking about how I'd love to all of our listeners or something like that i've never i've never said that but what if i did and <laughs> welcome back to movie night with the best damn nerd show i'm your host james kincaid with me tonight imperial commissar jeff bud i'm fucking done <laughs> I, I i love the, i love the preambles Oh, uh, yes. Uh, by the way, Zach, with a great reference to the Amazon link, at no cost to you, pennies on the dollar. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I, I, I always loved uh, the preamble and even, uh, you know, twisting sometimes, yes, twisting your words around. I can finally admit it, being that this is the final interval. I apologize to Commissar JB. He never said he didn't like crazy, stupid love. Exactly. I, I edited Tour it. Tour de force. <laughs> But because of my being the editor, I was able to change his words around and forever. Uh, that was that was best damn nerd show canon until tonight. I set you free and I and I set you free from all of the, the preamble stuff that uh, snuck in there. I hope well. Ryan Gosling still listens to the show. <laughs> he doesn't. Uh, but yeah, I, I love that the, the preambles were some of my favorite jokes. Um, yeah. And just there I have on an old hard drive somewhere. 
tons of just just for us conversations saved. It's just, just like no, I'm not. No, I'm not even just saying destroy that. No, 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 destroy no, 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 that right now. You, you miss, not good. No, no, you, you, mis- <laughs> you misunderstand what I mean. It's just for, it's just us friends talking, like just like literally conversations that I happen to be recording because it was just okay. us talking. So it's just yeah. it's just us friends chatting, and I and I I hope to recover that someday, just because I I really did uh, you know cherish. Uh, those conversations. Josh also asked, is there anyone who can remember the Fresh Brewed Teas promo code Mark Truex? Uh, FBTTBDNS1. You got it. Number one. Oh. With oh, bullet. give him a t-shirt. I know. Where'd all those shirts go? <laughs> that website's gone. It was run by Jim. I do. I do think it's it's important to say though, like when we first started doing the podcast in like 2000, whenever it was. Nine. God, it's been a, been a long time now. No, it was before nine. Right? It was 09. We said it earlier. 09. Okay. Yes, yeah, February yeah. 09. Yeah. When when we started doing it, like there weren't really any off camera or off microphone conversations. Like we like it all went into the show and we did crazy shit and we said crazy shit and and it was all broadcast on campus radio like in on on campus like in the school, like in the offices of the school. And part of the fun was like pushing the envelope and seeing like if we would ever get in trouble for doing things and we would do crazy gags, but it was like people would love them and it, and it was part of the fun. I think increasingly and, you know, this is just part of like going on hiatus and then coming back. Part of our conversations off stream have been like it's a weird time to be pushing the envelope, <laughs> you know, like like, yeah, you do have to be a little bit more careful because something that you perceive as a joke uh, that someone else might take completely seriously, whether it's whether they're being genuine and how serious they're taking it or not. Um, and yeah, there's a, the stakes are so much higher now than when we were. And part of it is our age at the time, but you know, yeah. it's just also the, just the climate that we're in. Yeah. And, and I think a lot of the sort of conversations on social media don't really feel like conversations at all anymore. Like, yeah. I, I feel like if I were to come out and say I hated Spider-Man No Way Home, that, <laughs> that like people would be looking at me differently just because I didn't like the movie, uh, which I'm not mm. saying that I didn't like it. But uh, say more. I, somebody, mm. somebody, somebody did. Flip it. Somebody did uh, message us nerdgasm or nogasm on No Way Home with no spoilers, Jeff. Nerdgasm or nogasm? Uh, big nerdgasm. Anybody else see it? Nope. I did see it. Uh, not as big of a nerdgasm, but definitely some gasming was going on. So I will not uh, I will not be giving it a nogasm. Definitely some, some nerdgasm action and some, some n- nostalgic feels, which... We were really at the forefront of sort of that nostalgia train, you know, back in 09. I just wanted to talk about what we were into when we were kids and, and stuff like that. Um, I, wa- I want to play uh, some just some we haven't had much Tim Childs representation because technical difficulties on the show. So here's here's a classic Tim uh, from episode nine of the Best Damn Nerd Show, Darth Vader versus Lord Voldemort. OK, so Lord Voldemort versus Lord Vader. Well, I mean, OK, as a little kid, he. When Dumbledore first came across him, he was already manipulating those around him and hurting people. He hung a bunny rabbit from a rafter. I don't remember. I don't remember Vader ever hugging a bunny rabbit. I remember him walking by hugging. the old lady, going, "Andy, get home!" And he was scared of a sandstorm. Again, okay, we're, not, we're not. We're not. We're not <laughs> counting the prequels. Well, I'm sorry, but it's we're not so, counting the prequels. Okay. All right. Fine. Oh man. 
Uh, what did Vader do? He brought Luke onto his ship, who ended up killing him. That was a real smart move there. <laughs> <laughs> the Force is more powerful than the magic in the Harry Potter world. But it takes world. more concentration to use the Force, I think. Like, yeah, okay, let's, like let's, let's, let's go at... Last time I checked, you want to talk about the person that killed them? Lord Voldemort lost to a little kid. It was uh, a 17-year-old kid. kid. It was a technicality, yeah. first of all. 17, okay. Oh, yeah, and, and yeah, Luke Skywalker's just some guy. Oh, I loved him, and it was really well, well done by him. I, I must say, this I, I wish I wish he could be on here. Tim has a unique perspective and a way of, of talking about things, uh, really unlike any other. Let's go back to episode five uh, because early Best Damn Nerd Show was all about Watchmen, and they had an interesting promo going on. Watchmen condoms. The slogan is "We're society's only protection," and they are colored blue, like Doctor Manhattan. Jeff, will you be That's buying it? A little it? bit scary. Well, I've. Well, if it has the power to make it grow like Dr. Manhattan, then yeah, I will <laughs> I will definitely be buying some, wow. some Watchmen condoms. Wait, wait, what if it gave you the ability to be like four Jeff Buds? Like At the you, same time? Yeah, well, like, the one girl that was used on wasn't too into it, so no. Well, You're going to need that many Jeff Buds but, to for one girl. <laughs> would it give me those powers, but then I'm indifferent towards the experience Mom, altogether? Mom, if you're listening, I'm sorry. I just couldn't wear them because I wouldn't want that to look like any part of a Smurf. <laughs> so I'm highly against that. I don't think I can wear them. I think if they had the yellow smiley face, oh, watch point. Them, I think that I think should that be. Like, would I think be that'd fantastic. be more like the rapper, though. I think that should be. Like, uh, that's not a bad idea either. I like yeah, that. That'd be awesome. Yeah, Watch Watchmen was sort of uh, one of the big sort of coalescence of the the early Best Damn Nerd Show. For the longest time, Muse Take a Bow, which was from the Watchmen trailer, was what our the bed of our uh, Best Damn Nerd Show intro. Um, so much fun uh with with that uh i i do have some more clips that i i want to burn out here just some just some excellent uh audio here here's uh here's um classic mark you get anything in the mail today jeff uh no okay i didn't get anything either james is it is it <laughs> is it is it something small like that they could fit in my box or is it something that would be left at my door this is your box Totally in your box. I, I didn't. I didn't check the mail today. I can check it tomorrow though and see. Cool. <laughs> you check too, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, oh, I don't, Mark, I, you did it either. That's I, weird. Yeah. <laughs> Show up every day. Look around on the floor. Nothing's there. <laughs> oh my god! What the fuck? What am I gonna send you from Japan? You were just there. I don't know. <laughs> Your birthday. You stupid ass. I guess he'll send you the same thing you sent him. Hmm? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! I I love I love you, Mark. You're amazing. <laughs> You're amazing. You're you, you really. How was uh, Dungeons and Dragons Riverdale? That's still going on. Uh, I am. You know, Jason Priestley died, and it took the wind. <laughs> For my sale. Wow, dude. Uh, Luke, so Perry died. Died Luke Perry died. Luke Perry died. Piece of shit. You know what I mean. <laughs> Piece of shit. Dead. Dude. Jason Pre Luke Perry. What the, what the hell is wrong with you? <laughs> exactly. I fell off. Mark, you, you said it, and I didn't even think to correct it. I was like, yeah. The 902 one I got. Oh my god. 
You're an absolute <laughs> classic, Mark. Luke Perry was great in that show, though. Yeah, he was. <laughs> he absolutely was. That was uh, Mr. Priestley's performance part. <laughs> so far. Uh, all right, we have we have a dear nerdy really really quick. Uh, and this is from Zach. He says, I would love for everyone to mention some of the current podcasts or YouTube or, or Twitch streamers you guys are into. So if people are looking for something they can check out, um, you know, Jeff, you mentioned earlier, you just finished, uh, was it talking Sopranos? I haven't finished it, but talking Sopranos just finished. So if you ever want to listen to like an episode by episode breakdown of the Sopranos series by a couple of the, the lead actors, I, I do highly recommend it. Uh, another another great time to recommend uh, Ultra Monthly, Mark. <laughs> Gotta say, if you're a fan of 90s comic nostalgia, Jeff and I have the Ultra Monthly podcast where we dive into the Ultraverse, the late and great Malibu comics property that lasted for about three years. And uh, happy to say, Jeff and I now have the longest running IP in the Ultraverse. <laughs> oh, and soon to be in the Nerdosphere. That's up. right. <laughs> That's right. That's and it's technically right. a Marvel Comics property, so, you know, you nerds. <laughs> so go check it out. Thor shows up and shit. Oh, C-Stands you're, you're, you're on that mouse train. And Loki. People love Loki. Afraid to get sued. <laughs> but, you know, we'll see. Davis, you listening to I, uh Yeah, well, I mean, I, I'm a big history guy. I, I love history, uh, but I also love to laugh. Uh, I, I do go to movies to laugh, and I do listen to podcasts to I laugh. I don't go to laugh. Yeah. I, I never knew uh, any of these things about Davis. What? <laughs> uh, I, I listen to a podcast called The Dollop. Uh, it's a lot of fun. I, it talks mostly about American history. Uh, two comedians just going back. It's one comedian that knows the history and one kind of reacting to it that knows nothing about it. Uh, so it's, it's a lot of fun. Uh, I listen to it on a lot of car trips. Uh, and then they they dive into a lot of Australian history, history later on because uh, they do end up doing a lot of live shows there. Awesome, Johnny. What are you What are you into right now? Uh, I mean, I mostly just like stick with like comedy podcasts now. I, I'm I think my favorite right now is Tim, Tim Dillon's podcast because he's a fucking maniac and maybe one of the last like true comedians, you know, still willing to say crazy stuff. Um, yeah, I don't know what I'm listening to. Um, I really loved the early, and I only fell off because they switched, they weren't playing D&D anymore, uh, but the Adventure Zone, if you have not listened to that, go back to the beginning when they started playing Dungeons & Dragons. That is one of my all-time favorite podcasts and reminiscent of us in terms of, I mean, they're a family. It's brothers and their dad playing Dungeons & Dragons together, and they're really funny guys. The I you, They get into the characters. I got into some of the characters, and it was hard for me to finish their D&D arc because I didn't want to say goodbye to those characters. Uh, so definitely check out The Adventure Zone. I also uh, I want to mention uh, that there is a GoFundMe that uh, Snide messaged me about that's for uh, starving artists out there that you know are having a hard time because of COVID and everything like that. So many great creative people. So it's called Kits Feed the Starving Artist Food Drive. So uh, if you have a little extra jingle jangle going on during the holiday season and you have a heart for uh, the creative types, which we, we are with a microphone. Uh, I'm certainly not with uh, with a pen in my hand or anything like that. But uh, check out Kits Feed the Starving Artist Food Drive, and I know they'd certainly appreciate it. Um, you know, the one of the things that got to come up 
before we get out of here is the Dungeons and Dragons episode, you know? And <laughs> it was probably the best episode in the history of the show. And Sorry, Mark. Before your time. Yeah. Well, but all of you should check your emails so you can find your character sheets. If you do so now. Oh, okay. So even yeah, mine? Even your email? email? No, I'm sorry. There's no emails. Uh, no. Oh, you got us all <laughs> typing away. I was like, I was looking. I was actually looking. <laughs> sorry. But when we last left our heroes, they were all passed out in that tavern and to be continued for another time. <laughs> But that does take me into how I want to end tonight's show. And that's, can't have a final interval without a final nerdies. So let's take a look back at maybe the finest moment of the nerdies. And it is about the D&D episode, which I still think stands the test of time, is perhaps our greatest work. So let's, let's kick it over to another great Chris Davis personality, The Predator. <laughs> the Academy! <laughs> Thank you for having me. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> the best damn nerd show <laughs> is long been here. <laughs> to grace us with their presence. <laughs> and I, for one, know <laughs> that this was one of my finest achievements. It's not for you. But for the greatest episode, we have to acknowledge the D&D experience. <laughs> so, yes, and it, st- it stands up now that the Dungeons and Dragons episode uh, perhaps our, our greatest ever. But I do have some final nerdies for all of you. Um, I thought I thought. A lot about this entire episode. I haven't been able to get to everything uh, that we wanted to do here, um, but I wanted to make sure that I recognized each each one of you as part of the best damn nerd show. And I tried to come up with some 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 nerdies that that fit for everyone. I'll start with those that that are not present right now, and then get to you guys. Um, and that is, let's start with head boy Timothy Childs, uh, and he is winning. The Jonathan Frakes Beyond Belief Nerdy for great storytelling. And, you know, Tim, when you can actually get him on the show or when you can lock him down is, in my opinion, one of the great storytellers that I've ever known. I I think back to listening to him talk about World of Warcraft guild stories, just game stories, sitting sitting with him across that McDonald's, you know, uh, near your house, John, and just listening to Tim tell World of Warcraft stories and all the other crazy shenanigans just that, that Tim would get into. He is an incredible storyteller, so phenomenally funny, his unique perspective and just delivery. Uh, he is an unforgettable character, and I love Tim very much. Uh, all right, the Gandalf the Grey Empowerment Nerdy goes to final boss Chris Seglia. And someone that has helped, you know, empower this whole nerd movement. I mean, all the stuff that he is doing in, in the fighting game community, you know, with Tenno, they're the preeminent leader in that fighting game space. Uh, he's, I mean, Davis, you know, we've we've gone to see his handy, John, you too, like his, his handiwork just in Las Vegas, like 
the incredible sort of world that he really built up, starting with I Play Winner and just what it's all become. Uh, you know, I'm so grateful to Segley. We played that that Becca Hottie of the Week production element, you know, and he's just, uh, for me personally, always, you know, been one that was very encouraging to me and a believer in, in my ability. Uh, so that is why he wins the Gandalf the Grey Empowerment Nerdy, uh, Chris Seglia. Uh, I love you. The Leonard Malton Nerdy for Excellence in Cinema Critique. <laughs> I think this is pretty obvious who this uh, goes to. Jeff But No, uh, <laughs> Adam Zika is, of course, the winner of the Leonard Malton uh, Nerdy for Excellence in Cinema Critique. You know, Adam, I think every time he was on, whether it was Movie Night or the Best Damn Nerd Show, it was always memorable. Uh, he is somebody that is just naturally hilarious. V- very similar to Tim and sort of he has that unique delivery as well. And just the movies that he picked, his deadpan delivery – uh, the fact that we were able to track down Leonard Malton at Comic-Con so that I wouldn't hate him for the rest of my life for him not believing me <laughs> that we saw Leonard Malton. Yes, Adam Zika, you are the winner of the Leonard Malton Nerdy for Excellence in Cinema Critique. I love you, Adam. Thank you for everything. <laughs> All right. Now for uh, for those of you that are here... Um, you know, it's hard to sort of put into words what all of you mean to me. And, you know, this this next winner and I go way, way back. Some say fifth grade. Some would say fourth grade. Uh, <laughs> people, people debate it for years. But one thing that I have always appreciated about him uh, is his optimism, his attitude, always coming to the best damn nerd show, like, with just just the best the best ad. He makes it fun. You know, one of one of the very best at ma- at making things fun. Always that 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 laugh, that smile. Uh, there were some things I didn't get to play tonight. Um, you know, <laughs> one episode where Mark was—you were just excuse me, well, spoiler—he was just in his cups, but was just—I <laughs> mean, it was hysterical. Uh, but you, your attitude makes such a big difference uh, beyond just the show, but in my life. Uh, so the Clark Kent nerdy for congeniality and optimism goes to CSO of Star Labs, Mark Truex. Uh, Mark, the floor is yours. Say what you want to say about what the show has meant to you and any, anything you want. This is this is how we're, we're closing up shop. If you win, you get to say your piece. Well, thank you, man. Uh, this show has meant a lot to me. It's It's been a, a beacon of light every week or other week or monthly over the last nine <laughs> nine years um it's been phenomenal just to get to hang with my boys it's uh it, it's weird growing up and, and you get older where you i know you guys all formed this the show when you were in college and you were in dorms together and living together and got to see each other daily but as life you you grow up and, and you spread apart geographically and and all these other senses but this was a nice you know flagpole for us to come back to every single time and get a rally behind and have our, our brotherhood and our fellowship. And that just means the world to me. And the fact that people even like to just hear us ramble surprisingly. Hi everyone in the chat. Uh, you know, I'm just here to talk to you guys. And, and the fact that, that that's even remotely entertaining and not mind numbingly dull is, is pretty special. So thank you. This has been an absolute treasure. You guys. Well said. Love you, Marco. 
the Tony Stark nerdy for ingenuity and vision. And, uh, you know, one of the joys of the reboot of the Best Damn Nerd Show is that it brought us all back together. And for me in particular, uh, a lot of the conversations that happened behind the scenes really brought the winner and I back together. And that, that is for the Tony Stark nerdy for ingenuity and vision and all the things that he has done to... Like, the fact that we have this live stream going right now is because of him. Uh, all, all When we left SF State figuring out how to do it on Skype, he, I know for a fact he must get so annoyed with me because I am such a technologically challenged moron with trying to get these things going. Uh, but he has, he has done it, uh, you know, so well for so long, and him coming back and being a part of this uh, has been awesome. So the winner... For the nerdy, for ingenuity and vision, you got the vision, as you used to say when we would be playing Madden football. Jonathan Craig, <laughs> I love it, John. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's it, to be honest with you, like it, I just enjoy toiling away, and the podcast has always given me a reason to just mess around and, and learn new stuff and try new things. The, the Skype era was especially challenging because none of this infrastructure was there yet. And now having, you know, having come back last year and, and the stuff that we've been the tools we've been able to utilize, things have been made a lot easier. But honestly, having a reason to do it is is just as fulfilling to me as doing it, you know, in and of itself, like being able to be on with you guys, listen to you guys like some, you know, some of the funniest moments I can remember have happened with all of us just on together recording or or even the preamble stuff or, you know planning shows and and just some of the absurd ideas that we have and and it's been a pleasure doing this with all you guys and i think it's brought all of us closer together as friends and i do i do got to give you your flowers too james like when we started doing this in college it, it was a huge risk like it no one was doing anything like this you know every other show on campus radio was a sports show or a pol or you know political show and we were like let's do a sports format but make it all about the opposite of sports, but you were always down to like, put yourself out there, take risks, try crazy shit. Like any, it, no idea was too crazy for you to try. Like we did a, to promote the show on campus one day, we did a, a, a LARPing <laughs> event where we all stayed up all night the night before drinking like Michelob Ultras and making armor out of the boxes. We, we got invited to a Final Fantasy uh, launch party and, and convinced Jame to dress up as the motion as the motion capture, capture guy. And we basically just bought him like black thermals and like hot glued a bunch of ping pong balls to the outfit. And, and while we were at the event, people were like, oh, what are you here for? And we kept telling people that James was he played. I forget what we said you played. What the I was the ninja. Was. You were the he was ninja. Not in yeah. the game, I don't think. Not, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Definitely yeah. had no like, mocap in the game. <laughs> yeah, we, people were like, "What are you guys here for?" We're like, oh, he played the ninja, and then James would just completely run with it and, and <laughs> go on like long diatribes about the recording process as the ninja. Like, it's for me, it's been fun to like learn the technical stuff and like figure out how to continue to to grow that, but also like having fun subject matter and a good group of guys that are always down to be crazy like that that's been the part of the fun too amen thank you john uh the richard hatch memorial nerdy of stalwart dependability 
Uh, and there's the word. There's the word. <laughs> I told you it would come back around. Uh, you know, what this recipient used to be dependable for was to be drunk on the podcast uh, in the early days. Uh, and I guess in the final day as well. So it, it all comes back around. But um, seemed right. But you know what? In the especially in the you came to be a dependable friend, one of one of my best friends, dependable uh, host on this show. Certainly, you know, I think especially highlighted in the last year and a half that I could always count on this person. So the Richard Hatch Memorial Nerdy of stalwart dependability goes to one Professor Chris Davis. I love you, Chris. Love you, too. Uh, it's. The last uh, 13 years almost. Um, this has been one of those one of those things that you don't you didn't anticipate in your life. Um, you know, I was I grew up very sports centric um, with my nerdy background kind of hidden and uh, not something that was ever celebrated or anything like that. And this was always an escape for me. Um, I didn't get to always focus on this kind of stuff and it was, it wasn't always easy at the beginning, uh, because it wasn't something I was used to being able to talk about. And I th- and I think that's why it ended up being a good reason to have me on, but it, you guys let me be my more than I, I think I ever could. And it turned into a highlight of the week for me, you know, being able to look forward to those moments, those hours in the studio beforehand, those nights before recording, just BSing and just being able to be myself uh, as much as possible. Uh, it meant the world to me. Uh, and, you know, throughout the years, being able to go to Comic-Con, I mean, they, these are memories that I will always remember. I will always pass down to people I talk to and my family and my friends. And, and, uh, I have, gosh, how many, eight, nine lifelong friends here now because of this, that even if a couple months go by, I know I can pick up the phone and call and it's like nothing. It's like two minutes past. Mm-hmm. And that, I think that's pretty rare, um, uh, when it comes to friendship. So, uh, I love you guys, and uh, thank you to the fans as well. I, <laughs> we've had some amazing moments with you. Uh, I hope we get to meet some of you more later on at some point, or just keep talking. Um, we'll be around. Discord's still happening. We're still going to be chatting. I, I'm not going anywhere in there, so keep the conversation happening. Let's uh, let's keep having fun, just chatting away. The MySpace Tom Nerdy for Great Social Media Management goes to Joel Bailey. Formerly of Sixpence None the Richer, who became oh. a friend of the show, <laughs> a friend of ours because of the show, and he managed our Facebook for forever. So thank you, big thank you to Joel. Um, the nerdy, the Professor Charles Xavier Knowledge and Impact Nerdy goes to, and it was so tough to, to find the appropriate nerdy for this person. So many could apply. Uh, but I was struck by something that he said about Charles Xavier uh, and that's why he is winning this nerdy, is that in any timeline in which Charles Xavier is taken off the board, it instantly becomes a worse world. 
Um, he's also, I believe, the most knowledgeable of all of us nerds, so it, it fits in that regard as well. But the Professor Charles Xavier knowledge and impact nerdy goes to Imperial Commissar Jeff Budd. I love you, Jeff. The floor is yours. I love you too. How great if the award didn't go to me, because I was starting to get a, a big head when you had said that about being most knowledgeable. Um, I, I think I'll just be echoing what everybody else has already been saying. Uh, as much as I've enjoyed doing the show, just to be able to talk about all of these things that we're passionate about, it's the friendships, it's the relationships. Um, you know, some of you I was already cl somewhat close with before we started doing the podcast, but I mean, obviously our friendships are so much stronger because of all of this, how much we've kept in touch. Um, it's so funny when I was living so far away, I was one of the first ones, I think, to leave San Francisco. And it's like I still was talking to you guys on a weekly basis. I remember when I saw Davis one time at Comic-Con, I go, you know, Chris, I talk to you more often than I do friends that I live super close by. And it's like, yeah, you guys are my my closest and dearest friends for a lot of reasons. And I was so happy and honored to have all of you at my wedding and just how many years it's been. And I, without the podcast, I don't know if I would have ever even have met Mark you know, because that was because of us going to Comic-Con and you introducing me to him. I don't know how much I would have kept in touch with Adam, who I had barely known at that point. I met Seglia on air. It's like, I'll always remember that and be able to listen to it. But I mean, and, and, and now I'm just, I'm talking about all of you, but it's also the listeners too. I, shit. You know, I, I got to see Luke grow up. I mean, he's a married man now. He was a, he was a high school student who was a fan of our podcast. And it's like, you know, Justin and all the great things he's accomplished and Mary Dan. And I mean, and just, I'm, I'm only naming a few of them. Colin, who I got to meet a couple of times because he was going to LMU as I was still attending. And it's been a great honor and a great opportunity. And I've, I've loved everybody that I've met through this. I love all the friendships that have continued to grow because of it. And yeah, it's just, uh, this is one of the greatest things that I think I've gotten to be a part of. And I, I'm going to cherish it greatly. Well said. I, I agree. Uh, I'm going to give myself a nerdy and my brother kind of predicted it. Um, <laughs> I am getting the Steve Rogers nerdy for long winded moral high ground. <laughs> um, and so I, I want no one more deserving. I want to echo though. Uh, and that's why I'll try and be a short cause I know I've kept you guys long and I, I'm, I apologize for that, but I mean, we're ending a 13 year show. So, um, but I wanted to share something that, that Josh, uh, commented on our photo of us, uh, that old photo from SF State. Um, he put this on Facebook, and uh, this really, really struck a chord with me. And so many of you have, and these friendships that, that we have together uh, mean the world to me. And when I say I love you, um, I mean that sincerely and from the bottom of my heart. Uh, Josh said this, though. So I found you guys very early on within like the first 10 episodes when you guys were still in school. It was a very rough and lonely time in my life, and you guys were one of the very few bright spots in it. You guys were the friends I needed at the time. I binge listened to your episodes so many times and started so many re-listens. It's been amazing to see you guys grow. <laughs> Almost made it the whole show. Almost made it the whole show. <laughs> it's been amazing to see you guys grow and get on your in, and get on your off on your individual and amazing careers as I grew on my path in life. There were times you guys went on hiatus and it was always so nice when you came back. Hosts have come and gone as their paths on life took them different places. When I heard you were needing to move on, it hit hard. But as a lifelong wrestling fan, I was so proud of you to further yourself in that industry. 
Then the announcement of the end of the podcast came, and while not unexpected, I found myself getting misty-eyed as I read the statement. Thank you, James, for all the hard work you put in the show. Thank all of you guys, Jeff, Davis, Mark, John, and everyone else who has appeared on the show for sharing your insights and relationships with us. So sad that, excuse me, so sad that this wonderful, nerdy, heartfelt little podcast is ending, but glad at least I will be able to fire up my Zoom or other non-name brand MP3 player to say goodbye. And this is the last thing I have said. And that was beautifully said, and thank you so much for that, Josh. Um, it's a lot more than just some silly podcast to me and to, to all of us. And I'm struck by a story of when I was a, a kid. I was pro- couldn't be more than eight or nine years old playing with my friend Ryan's talk boy and pretending to be a talk show host. And that's all I wanted to do. And this is the realization of that dream for me. Um, and it has been such an incredible dream come true. And I thank all of you for it. My friends, you bow to no one. I couldn't have imagined being blessed with a more talented group of people. And only John, Chris, and I even went to school for broadcasting. And I'm the only one that seemed to have any interest in being on air. And you are all so phenomenally talented. It, It baffles me at how good you are. And I've just been so blessed by that and by your incredible friendships. As for the legacy of the Best Damn Nerd Show and what I hope to live on, I'm struck by a song lyric that came from Warren Zevon. And I'm paraphrasing. If I leave, it doesn't mean I love you any less. Keep me in your heart for a while. Sometimes when you're doing simple things around the house, maybe you'll think of us and smile. Keep us in your heart for a while. And with that, I say thank you so very much, Nerdosphere. Have a great rest of eternity and the rest of your intervals. And remember... If you're a nerd, always say it loud and say it proud. I love you all.